Welcome back to Nortex Radio, episode 28, and we got a fucking big one. Uh, God, we got news everywhere. Uh, when it rains, it pours, man. When it fucking rains, it pours. And it's good, bad, bad, good. Yeah. A little bit of every chaos. It's, yeah, there's been, obviously, Kids. the... We got babies. We got trades. We got we, we got baseball. Everything. We got baseball. We got we got money going to good things. We got hush money. We got everything. We're we're fucking. I mean, we're basically TMZ. That's what we are. We're, That's we're what it is tonight. We're TMZ of of Dallas Fort Worth. We're bad. I mean, holy shit. We yeah. got all kinds of stuff coming. The Twitter's been blowing up. We're getting tagged from. Um, football news, baseball news, fucking illegitimate children news. We're getting everything. <laughs> it's fucking, it's bananas. If you like sports, listen to the whole thing. If your girlfriend likes the Kardashians, hell, she might like this episode. It's uh, this, fucking wild. Yeah, this could get juicy. <laughs> uh, man, start on the hardwood. Uh, Mavs fifth in the West right now. Um Good week other than one night, uh, 111-103 on Monday, W over Utah, big win. Um, Dorian 21, Dinwiddie 23, Luke with 35 and 16 boards. Wednesday, don't know what the fuck happened. We didn't just, we didn't show up. No one in the world knows what happened Wednesday. <laughs> There's no, no one in sports media. No, no one knows. We got beat by 30. 30 by the Knicks. Knicks. The Knicks. That's like... I mean, other than Houston, like those two games, we thought were going to be cakewalks. Yeah, that's one of those. Uh, I I silenced notifications. Oh, had to. It was I disgusting. Yeah. Um, when your final scores in the seventies is no notifications. And Luca damn near put up half our points. Yeah, no notifications. <laughs> then we turn around Friday. Houston should win one thirteen hundred. Thank God we did. And then uh, today, KG, sorry about your retirement party. Um, yeah, sorry about you, Boston. Yeah, 95-92-W. Uh, shit, Luke with 26 then. Um, that game was kind of weird today. Just It was back and forth, back and forth. Kind of shitty officiating on both sides, too. Yeah. Like, I saw a lot of Mavs fans bitching, but I also saw, like, a lot of Boston fans bitching. But I was like, you're both right. <laughs> it was a disgusting fucking game. Yeah. But Dinwiddie came out slow. Um, we we won by three. Dinwiddie hit a half-court buzzer beater at halftime. Hey, you got to throw them up because they may count. Hey, That's maybe it. what decides it. That, yeah. Uh, but, wow. <laughs> he came out. Um, I mean, I think he had two field goals in the first half. But uh, second half, I mean, Luca took control of most of the game, but then when he came out and second half, I mean, he didn't score a lot today, but had very, very key shots. Um, big three late in the fourth. But, yeah, solid week. Um, I mean, the Friday night, we had everybody scoring. Powell, 12 boards, 26 points. Luca with 14 rebounds, 30 points. Didn't we do a 16? Trey Burke with 15. I mean, that's what we like, and it's 
we've said it ever since the trade deadline. Other than the Knicks game. Other than the Knicks game. We're a whole different fucking team. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're a half game back from fourth right now. It's it's wild. Watching it, uh, I didn't even realize it. The... We had the same before the final. We had the same record with Boston since the new year. And Boston has the best record in the new year in the East. We have the second best in the West. Granted, because Phoenix is fucking not yeah, yeah. But, yeah, both teams have turned it around since we hit 2022. And the Mavs, especially since the trade deadline. So, yeah. I mean, we're – are we even a full month out since the trade deadline? No. I'm already saying we won the fucking trade. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Dinwiddie's came in and made a huge fucking impact. Yeah, I don't – I'm not even sure if the Wizards still play in the NBA. I'm so, not sure either. <laughs> there's a couple of teams I legitimately forget they play in the NBA. Oh. And right now they're one of them. Yes. Yeah, they're one of them. Uh, like, aside from Lamelo, like, I forget the Charlotte Hornets play in the NBA. Like, I forget that's a professional basketball team. It's just like, well, fuck, yeah, I forgot. With MJ at the helm. How crazy is that? Yeah. Wild. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Crazy. The the crazy thing about today's game, which I'm sure you being the fucking workhorse of a coach that you are, uh, fucking <laughs> Luca, Jalen, Dorian, and Dinwiddie. All in double figures, all had 37 to 39 minutes. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like that's that's what we talked about last week. That's the crazy, like consistent production, not only minutes, but they're all in double figures too. Yeah. Like that shit's dangerous. It it's insane. Like, even though we traded away KP, how good of a team we've become. Which, like we said, it looks like he was the problem. We don't officially know that, but it kind of points that way. Yeah. Because we have been a whole different fucking ball club. Then we've just been outstanding. We said it last week. We might not be a first-round exit finally. Luca might make it past the first round once. Yep. We're honestly a big man away from fucking competing for a title. Yeah. As crazy as that fucking sounds from a month ago when we were just like, what the fuck is going on? But now it's like, we're just away. If we have a big man that can compete with your fucking – Joker, Embiid, you got a big man that can compete. Yep. That's just our missing fucking puzzle piece. So, I mean, granted, we still got basketball to play. We still got playoffs, but already looking to the future, draft, free agency, offseason, that's main priority. Yep. But it's good to be leaning that way. Um, this week, uh, good basketball, road trip. Um, Wednesday, Brooklyn, Friday, Sixers, and Saturday with LaMelo. Um, three pretty solid teams, two of them, damn sure. Yeah. So, big week. Uh, like you said, we're half a game out of fourth. Um, that's home court in the fucking first round. Yep. We're tired of losing the first round, so big fucking week coming up. Against teams we're going to have to play eventually. Yeah, well, I mean, for sure. Like, I mean, Philly's the heavy favorite. Um, 
Embiid's, you know, favorite for MVP. Like, but like you said, like, yeah, if we if we swap with Utah, like four and five, the teams don't change. That's home court. If that goes seven, that's home court for us. So, yeah, and that's going to be huge. Yeah. So. Um, speaking of Brooklyn, did you see the Kyrie shit? That's yeah, man. That that shit is weird to me. I don't. I'm I I'll be political. Like I'm I'm cool if you want to have like vaccine requirements or whatever. But I don't understand how a fucking guy could be in the building sitting on the floor, but not allowed to play because of private sector. He got to go to the locker room at halftime. I don't understand. I'm not even going to act like I understand. Because I don't. I don't. I don't think. I want to hear somebody explain it that thinks they, like, have a reason. Yeah, I feel like he probably gets to go to, like, the VIP buffet. and Like, he literally gets to do everything except shoot the basketball at the goal. Yeah, I mean. Fucking mind-blowing to me. Yeah, if if you want to have, like, mandates, okay, that's fine. That's your fucking rules. But he gets to sit courtside, dabbing people up, hugging players pregame, and then at halftime, in the middle of the game, he gets to go to the locker room with his fucking teammates. Yeah. And then come back out. Yeah, they're like, it's a – And don't even have to wear a mask. Yeah, it's a (laughs) private sector mandate. Oh, okay. That – that might be the most – I don't even know the fucking word for it. Not mind-blowing, but just like – I've never seen anything that just does not make sense like that. That's like a real-life – like um, like some shit you would see on The Simpsons or King of the Hill or something. Like Might be on The Simpsons, to be honest. Honestly, yeah. They've predicted <laughs> everything else in our lives. <laughs> Back in 2005, they probably aired that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I don't understand it. It'd be completely different if they're like, hey, you just can't be in the building or whatever. But it likes you said, like, he's going to the fucking buffet line and going to the locker room at fucking halftime. I don't, hey, I don't get it. At least he, uh, at least he won't be playing on a, what day is that? Wednesday? Yeah, he won't be playing Wednesday. That's fine. <laughs> I'm mad Not about upset. It. Yeah. <laughs> Not I'm mad about it. Oh, man. Moving over to the ice. Um, started out great um, right after we recorded last week. Yeah, we were recording during the game right after we finished. Jason Robertson with his second hat trick in two games um, against a fucking team we needed to beat. Yep. And then we go to shit. Um, Tuesday, we score in the third, put us up 1-0. Against Nashville, and then, like, in the last fucking five minutes, boom, boom, and we fucking lose it in regulation. Made it even worse than yep. losing in regulation. Yep. Yep, we did that Stars thing fucking phenomenal for, I mean, 55 minutes of the game almost. At least 50. Started yeah. to get a little choppy uh, that last 10 minutes, and then, like you said, like, Whistle and dump two in. I can't even can't even just hold them at one and at least go to overtime and get one point. And exactly. And just and it's fucking Nashville. Like it's the one team that we fucking can't afford to have a three point swing against. Like we yeah. just can't do it. Like that. So that that wasn't a good fucking night. Um, lots of language in the Barnett household that night. Wasn't fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, 
like we said, in the division, huge game, literally winning, about to win in regulation, and just boom, boom, don't even go to overtime, get beat in regulation, just fucking shit the bed. Wow. Um, I didn't see, I didn't get to watch uh, yesterday's game. Um, granted, that apparently was a good thing. Um, yes. Seven to four loss versus the Rangers. I didn't. I, I watched some highlights, but I don't really know what happened. What What the fuck happened? It was uh, the first fifteen minutes of that game where it, it was like fucking probably like high school practice. Like it was goal fest. Like Esselendale, <laughs> he's like coming down the right side of the ice with the puck on the like his backhand skating against the glass and like chucks this bitch in almost like from the dot. Yeah, I, I did see that one. Pat, like, and it just like literally just tucks in past Shesterskin and I'm like, oh damn, alright. This is this is about to happen. And then we turn around and score another goal and I'm like, oh. Alright, we're about to do the damn thing. And then we go ahead and give a four goals in the first period, like immediately after that, just <laughs> so I it was a fucking terrible defensive game. Um, like, of course, I mean, kind of by both teams, but definitely by us. Like, uh, I mean, Rope had a terrible fucking penalty when we were up 2 1. They went on the power play and with like right off the face off, they get the puck right to Mika's have been a jab. He just smokes one. Um, I, Jake Ottinger wasn't seeing the buck. We weren't keeping the buck out of the zone. It was fucking terrible. It was, well, it was terrible. I'm, uh, I guess I'm glad I didn't fucking watch it. Damn. <laughs> Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Connor for Leffa, and Ben Rortvet to, uh, to the Yankees for Gary Sanchez, Gio Urshela. No shit. Uh, Whoa. Oh, shit. It's coming across the bottom now. Holy shit. Yep. <laughs> Izzy just met his manager. Today. Yeah, they did that bullshit. <laughs> They're like, oh, Rocco Baldelli, meet Izzy. Holy shit. Dude, this is exactly what we said it's going to happen. It was just fucking. Damn. It's going, it's going bananas. That's a big trade. Wow. I mean, that's not any – I mean, that's not anything that we cover, but damn, Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela, that's a big trade. Holy shit. Fucking hate the Yankees, but ah, Izzy's with Joey now, so good for them. Yeah. Man. Fucking, man. fucking Yankees. <laughs> man. Damn. Uh. <laughs> to, to be an athlete, man, to be an athlete. Can we not wow. fucking just announce Olsen to the Rangers already? <laughs> that's the breaking news we want. I know what we're waiting on. I think that's what a lot <laughs> of the world's waiting on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, and, I mean, I think we like we have a with if you follow anything about baseball, you have a pretty good idea of where the A's are sitting right now. Oh, like they just, yeah, they just dished Bassett. Like they're they're liquidating. It's, yeah, they're they're selling the farm. If, if I worked, 
if I worked in the concession stand for the A's, I'd be scared for my job. <laughs> like I'm, I'd be afraid they're, they're looking You're for going a cheaper to Texas vendor. To sell hot dogs. Yeah, I'd be afraid they're looking for a cheaper vendor. <laughs> they're they're cleaning out. Yeah, there's there's I yeah, this is this is Billy Bean wow. time over there. They're fucking damn. What a fucking trade. Yeah. Uh, 24 hours. Shout out. Shout out, Izzy. What a 24 hours. No shit. Fucking poor guy. We'll get to that. Um, The same hockey. Pavs, one year extension, 5.5 mil. Gotta love it. Gotta love keeping him around. Um, Mm -hmm. Great player. Great clubhouse guy. Um, You just can't be upset about it. Uh, Nope. Has a chance for also uh, another 500000 to make six mil um, in bonuses, uh, 100K for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 games, um, which, I mean, as long as you don't get hurt, he can do it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, pretty much probably get six mil, but love to keep pads there with us. Um, <laughs> I don't remember who did the interview, but uh, – Tyler Sagan got asked, what's the, what's the feeling like in the locker room after, like, a signing like that or an extension? Sagan said he'll be buying dinner in Toronto, our next game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you know he's not even fucking kidding. No, no, not at all. I, I saw a thing also where um, I think it was Mike Heike who like, did some some interview with him, and, and Pat was like, oh, yeah, I love it here. Like, my family loves it here. I think he still yeah. has, like, a – he has a home in Minnesota or Wisconsin or somewhere up there where he's from. But, um, yeah, he said they love it there. So, also, fucking Tyler Sagan just sold his fucking 2024 GT for a million dollars. So, you see the million 91? 91. Yeah. <laughs> like, Someone's a fan. Yeah. So, <laughs> Pav, Pavs might be, uh, might be buying dinner, but I bet Sagan's going to buy drinks. So, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this week, road trip for the boys there, too. guess American Airlines is going to be fucking empty for the week. But, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday at Toronto. Shout out for the logo representative of the Rangers. <laughs> beautiful logo. It was a, a beautiful logo in the Heritage game. No shit. Uh, <laughs> Thursday at Montreal. Saturday, the Islanders. And Sunday with the Capitals. Um, yeah, that fucking logo. It, it literally looked like a shout-out to the Rangers. Beautiful. We like- I was a Maple Leafs fan today. Too bad they <laughs> screwed the pooch. But yeah, I was about to say, was, we like was, closet fans now. <laughs> yeah, I was a Leafs got, fan today. We got to get a jersey. <laughs> yeah. Just can't beat the Sabres, but hey, I was a fan today. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh you got anything else on the stars? No, big week, like you said. I mean, these uh, hopefully games we should win, games we need to win. Yeah, so gotta turn it around. We're uh, we're one point back of Vegas for the for the second wild card spot right now. So we uh, we definitely need to come out win some games. Oh boy, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I was about to get. 
it's about to get hardy here. If you don't have a drink, sit sit down, pause, get a drink. Yeah, go get you one. Yeah. Oh man. Um lots of transactions happening. Um Greg's Greg's Erline released. Knew that was coming. Yeah. Um not heartbroken. Next. <laughs> we waved Blake Jarwin. Um I hate it. Part of that might be my Oklahoma State biasy, but the dude, I mean, he still has potential. I still think he'll be a good tight end somewhere else. He got the the extension for three years. Um, two years ago, he had one more year on it. The injury bug has just fucking tore him up. Um, right. I mean, tore ACL, hip surgery. I mean, he's just been fucked up by the injury bug. Great route running. Great hands. Great speed from a tight end. Um, and, I mean, he showed it whenever he could be healthy. And then it doesn't help him that Dalton Schultz comes in and is just like, I got this. Yeah, that's and that's what I was going to say. And any, any other team, Dalton Schultz is playing like a, a fucking – Slot receiver. Yeah. So that that doesn't help Blake Jarwin at all. It doesn't help that Dalton Schultz had a career year this year. Yeah. So Blake waved, moving on. Um, wish him the best. Dalton Schultz, franchise tag. Don't blame it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good, good call. Yeah. If we're going to tag somebody, that's the with, – with all of the receiver – uh, like melting pot shit that we're about to get into, it, yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> just prefacing, that's the one transaction. Um, aside from letting Greg the leg go, uh, yeah. that's the one trans- transaction I'm completely like 110 percent supportive of. Like you said, that's that's a great person to franchise tag. Uh, tight ends a position where, I mean, even if you tag them. You pay them more than anyone else in the league. Like we're as opposed to trying to tag a receiver or something like that, we're still saving right. Oh yeah. So <laughs> which in and Schultz, I mean, he literally has damn near become, I mean, he's got a long way to go to be a Jason Witten, but he's such a great safety net for Dak. Yeah. He knows. Last resort, if he's not looking to him, but last resort, he's got to check all the way down. He knows he can count on his tight end to catch the ball. Yep. And make a play. So, I mean, love the tag. Um, One of the good things we get to talk about. Um, (laughs) Which – where do we want to go? I mean, we might as well – we might as well go down receiver alley. Amari Cooper. Gone. Traded to the Browns, which I'm sure you've already fucking heard. Uh, and a sixth-round pick for a fifth and a sixth-round pick. I know nobody's happy. Um, we said it before. It's better to at least get something in return than us getting fucked and having to just outright release him and still pay him the money. 
where now we're at least getting something in return. Granted, it sucks. I mean, I guess we swapped six, so we're getting a fifth-round pick for Amari Cooper. You would think for someone that good that we would get something that much better, but that's the situation we're in with the fucking cat. That's how bad we are, and I think that that's probably what Cleveland knew too. Like, hey, you're going to fucking take this or you're going to be fucked. Yep. Yeah. But – Absolutely. Cleveland Cleveland knew they had us by the balls then. And I think Jerry Jones finally replied to the text message from whoever fucking manages the Cowboys legitimately on the financial side when they've been telling him, like, hey, we got to figure something out about cap space for the last nine months. So I think Jerry Jones finally read that text message the other day. And he was like, oh, so you mean – there's only a certain amount of money that we can <laughs> allot to payroll. And he was like, yeah. And then Jerry Jones was like, oh, shit. Maybe I shouldn't have done that Z contract the way that I did it. So yeah, let's that, chop Amari Cooper. That Z contract hurt right now. Yeah, I was looking at it on Sport Track again earlier, and it's just rough. Like, 30, 31 million in dead cap this year if for some reason he was to fuck. Like if everyone's like get rid of Zeke, like, yeah, get rid of Zeke, pay him $31 million. Yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> what? Like that? What the fuck y'all talking about? That's just public knowledge. Just get on the sport track and look at it. Yeah. We get did he have a great year? No. Nope. No one's arguing about that. But just get rid of get rid of him. Yeah, take a dead cap hit, $31 million. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Where makes as much that? sense as letting Kyrie sit on the yeah. court and not play. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> man, uh, that's mind-blowing. So, yeah. oh. I did almost yeah. buy an Amari Cooper jersey a couple months ago. Whoa. Glad I did it. Good thing you didn't. Glad I didn't. Um. Might invest in Michael Gallup. In Wait. Well, 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 so Michael Gallup re-signed for a five-year, $62.5 million deal. But I didn't get to go too deep in it. It almost looks more so like a two-year deal where we could be out of it right after. So yeah. more so two-year guarantee – possibly keep him around for five, I guess, see how good he does, come back off that knee. But, yeah, it's nice to see him come back. Um, but, yeah, I, you might invest in it, but let's see how the beginning of the season goes. Yeah, I've been, I've been going down the rabbit hole today of NFL contracts and, like, their structure and stuff. It's crazy to me, like, how much they can just be, like, manipulated and just – X amount of money guaranteed. And like we're talking about right now, like restructuring contracts to where this $5 million isn't salary this year. We make it a signing bonus and like, right. What? So you're still going $5 million to just do it differently. And they're like, yep. Yeah. Fucking oh, fucking dub. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you want a dozen eggs or do you want 12 eggs? Uh, I don't care. How about a baker's dozen? Yeah. It's like, it's just, <laughs> shit is nuts to me. Like, I was reading about that shit all day today. I'm like, this shit is nuts. Like, 
year one this, year two this, plus guaranteed, plus player option, year three club option. It's like, holy shit, man, this is <laughs> it's wild. This should have been a sports agent. No shit. Uh, still going down receivers. Uh, resigned Noah Brown one year. Um, I like it. I mean, yeah. the times he got to be on the field helped us. Still knows the scheme. Still knows what we're doing. Why let him go and bring in somebody else for the same role? Um, not paying outrageous for him. Because they're already saying we're out. Pretty much out on the Cedric uh, Wilson deal. Saying we're probably not going to be able to afford him. Or Brian Anger. So, there goes my fucking punter jersey watch. Yeah, that was punter jersey watch. That's unfortunate. Pissed me off. Our fucking pro bowler. I was trying to rock number five fucking this year. This is what happens when your GM and your owner are the same person. <laughs> and they don't understand that there is a rule in place to where you can only spend X amount of money. I really don't think that he understands. I don't know what Jerry Jones understands. Yeah. At all. Anything. I, I mean, shout out to Noah Brown. Everything that I've read said the terms of his contract were undisclosed. It was a one-year undisclosed deal. So I'm guessing that that's probably uh, on the salary side, a very minimum cap right. hit. And then we're going to float some more money in probably like some bullshit incentives. Like uh, if Noah Brown gets five catches. We'll give him a million dollars. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why those terms were undisclosed. So also don't think Jerry did that. There's someone way smarter than Jerry that can. But. Yeah, I feel like there's people around Jerry that just tell him shit. He's like, you know what? Yeah. I like it. If you yeah. just sound confident, he's probably like, I fucking like it. Yeah, they're like Jerry spaghetti for lunch. He's like, sounds good. Hell so, yeah, I yeah. love spaghetti. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I, the same thing actually. I love sloppy Joe. So, <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine what it's like <laughs> to try to keep up with him. But I think when I saw that, I kind of thought in a way that. uh that Noah Brown kind of had the Cowboys by the balls. And it was, uh, hey, you guys you guys kind of, in a way, need a cheap receiver. And I know that I kind of need a job. But, I know uh, your scheme. I know your right. quarterback. I know our offense coordinator. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think there's probably a point where someone in the, in the Noah Brown circle said, hey, we can – we, we can help you guys fix what you need to fix and we can keep it under the cap, but uh, we're going to, we're going to have to do a little, maybe a little Venmo transaction or something in there. So, oh yeah. So I, uh, I think that's definitely a good deal all around. Like you said, I think he'll have a bigger impact this year, especially, I mean, segue into, into what you were talking about where it does, doesn't look like we're going to be involved in Cedric Wills. Right. Um, Man, I guess staying on the offensive side, uh, we granted Lyle Collins um, permission to seek a trade. It sucks, but I get that one. Um, Lyle is a great fucking tackle when he's playing. The dude makes a lot of money to not be guaranteed on the field whether it's injury or fucking suspension or whatever random shit. But when he's on the field, he's fucking one of the greatest out there. Yeah. But 
don't want to be stuck paying that much money for a guy you're not even sure is going to be there. And Terrence Steele, his time last year when he was on the field, stepped up and played great. I mean, we moved him all over the line just trying to fill spots. Yep. Um, and I think that gave us more confidence to be able to move Lyle um, and Steele that he can be every day at one position. So I love Lyle. What makes sense? Um, nature of the beast, part of the fucking game. Um, hopefully he gets to go somewhere good, compete. But we'll be seeing you, and I'm sure it won't be long. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll peace out real quick. I hope fucking Connor Williams figures some shit out. Um, I thought Connor line. was a free agent. Yeah, yeah. He's saying, a free agent. Uh, yeah, well, I hope that's that's no talk. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Fuck. Fuck no. We're still. You want to see pissed I, off cowboy fans bring that? Yeah. Uh, Zach Martin restructured his deal. So. Yep. Like you said, with that uh, too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Both of them did. So. Um. A couple weeks ago, we had the whole Demarcus Lawrence thing saying he wasn't going to restructure his deal. Zeke did his last year, and I think that bled out through the length of the contract. So he's essentially uh, – we're, we're just in a fucking money blender, honestly. Um, and it, it sucks because, like we said last week, I mean, we had a team this year, a yep. damn good fucking team that should have made it past the first round but should have competed for a fucking Super Bowl. Should have. And we just shit the bed. And now we are heading in the wrong fucking direction. Yeah. And yeah, it's like the front office is like, okay with it because they're like, oh, well, we don't fucking care. I mean, our division's weak. We can still make playoffs. And then what actually get the shit kicked out of us? We may, we may win the division next year the way this is going. We may win the division next year, but first round. Same story. We, we may be beating Tom Brady. Welcome yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, that fucker. Yeah, I uh, I saw a thing before the Cooper transaction. Demarcus Lawrence, Amari Cooper, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and Zeke. Just those five players were over a hundred million salary this year. God, that's wild. What's crazy too? One hundred five three, the fan in Dallas reported that DeMarcus Lawrence is not going anywhere. I don't – I don't know how. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to restructure too, which restructuring, I get it for now, but, I mean, it kind of lingers out into the future. But I don't see how he's going to stay. <laughs> and then – go ahead. But just my my thing with that is like you said, like if you say, "Hey, I want to stay here. I want to play for the Cowboys." Cool. Like you understand, you're gonna have to restructure. I'm not a millionaire, but I can imagine at some point there becomes this threshold with money to where if you if you if I'm getting twenty million dollars and you give me seven and a half this year and you give me 12 and a half next year that doesn't make a difference 
points. Does that right. make sense? Like yeah. as opposed to 10 and 10, like, like that, I guess that's one thing that I, which I can't speak to it. I don't know what it's like to be a professional athlete. I don't know what it's like to have a $90 million contract, but there has to come a point, right. Where when like restructuring your contract, isn't a, it's not a huge deal, right? Like look at the new Orleans saints. Correct. Yes. They have restructured so much in the past pretty much decade, but even the past five years on yeah. stretching this shit out, restructuring, stretching this shit out so they can stay under the cap. They are pretty much fucking broke for probably the next decade. Yeah. At least the next five years. They are, I want to say that they're already at the cap, if not over, and they don't have a fucking quarterback. A quarterback. You're going to have – it's got to suck to be a Saints fan. It takes some hills going to be your quarterback for the whole fucking year. Yeah. So this, yeah, I just, this is what scares the shit out of me. Is that fucking happening? Yeah. And it's, it's pointing that direction right now. Is we're, yeah, we're just prolonging the fucking, the problem. Yeah. I just, to me, it's like, Hey, I'm cool with everybody going out, getting their bag. That's great. I just like there there has to come a point where fucking 30 million over three years or or whatever. Use that as a rough example. Like there has to come a point where you don't care how you get paid out. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you you give me five million, fifteen million, then ten million. I don't give a shit. Or yeah. you give me ten million, ten million, ten million. Like I don't give a shit. There has to come a point, like especially someone like Demarcus Lawrence, like he has generational wealth at this point. Like Oh, yeah. that shit, that shit cannot matter. Like, like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Patrick Mahomes, like Patrick Mahomes, half a billion dollars. You think he gives a fuck? No, no. How, okay, uh, 2022, I'm going to get this much. 2023, I'm going to get this much. Oh, no, we better switch that around. No, like, yeah. Kev, Kevin Durant did the same thing when he went to Golden State. They're like, oh, you know, money, blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's not about money. I got plenty of money. Like, I want to go win a chip now. Like there has to come a point when that comes into play, and like you said, like he's telling, he's telling one hundred five thirty, he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to be a cowboy. I'm staying in Dallas. I'm not going anywhere. Like, all right, man, you're gonna get your money. Like, yeah. Is it is it that big of a difference if you get it in twenty two versus twenty three, or twenty two versus twenty two, twenty three, twenty four? Like, right. Because at, at at some point, like you said, like we're gonna go down this hill and we're not gonna be able to get back up. Exactly. And we're going to be fucking selling AT&T Stadium on fucking LootNet to the highest bidder. We're going to be paying Dak, Zeke, Zach, Demarcus five years after they're fucking done playing is what we're going to fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. And this next one, this next one blows my fucking mind. We're reportedly talking to Bobby Wagner. How the fuck are we going to afford him? Seven-time All-Pro. He has, he, yeah. <laughs> he has connections to Dan Quinn whenever he was in Seattle. But our whole problem right now this offseason, and we've been talking about the past fucking 20 minutes, is money. We going to afford this fucking guy? If that's the case, why aren't we keeping the guys we already got on the fucking books? So what are we wasting our time? Unless 
unless he's pulling a Kevin Durant, which, I mean, he's already got a fucking Super Bowl. But unless he just not give a fuck about money and he'll take a cheap, cheap, cheap fucking deal. But what he's worth, we can't afford that right now. Because we're, we're trying to get rid of money. We can't afford to go pay a guy like that. I don't fucking understand how we are in talks with him. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm going to – this is a little hot take. Not my Texas seat. This is just a little simmer, a little hot take. I think we're going to have to quit the such-and-such such has relationship with Dan Quinn. Like, yeah. like fucking Dan Quinn's been in the league for a hot-ass minute. He's been involved <laughs> with a lot of teams in multiple capacities. Yeah. So, if, like, if you really want to be meticulous about it, Dan Quinn knows a lot of fucking players. Like, that that does not mean that we need to sign them or they need to come to Dallas just because Dan Quinn is in Dallas now. And at one point, Dan Quinn was with Bobby Wagner or Dan Quinn was with the Saints or Dan Quinn was with the fucking, you wow. know, Australian <laughs> astronauts or whoever. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. Dan, Dan Quinn, you know, he was the fucking head coach of the Mars Minutemen. So we need to sign up <laughs> like – at one point, we're going to have to drop that narrative because if that's what we're going off of, like Dan Quinn theoretically has a lot of connections to a lot of players. So, oh, yeah. Fuck, we can do that with any coach. Like, you go down that rabbit hole. So, at some point, we're going to have to stop saying, like, oh, well, Russell Wilson, he he was in the same <laughs> locker room as Dan Quinn at some point. So, like, he's the coming Cowboys, to the Cowboys. Yeah. Like, fuck, how long are we going to do that shit? Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's we're we're gonna have to drop that narrative. We're like you said, we're gonna we're gonna be paying we're gonna be paying people crazy money, just like Bobby Wagner, pay him some ridiculous amount of money just because he he fucking knows Dan Quinn. Like that's the whole that's literally what's fueled this whole thing. But we're broke. And we're broke, and like we like you said, like we have money allocated towards a, a pretty legitimate young linebacking core that we're trying to build, anyways. Yeah. So, like, Bobby Wagner's had a great career. He's also, like, twice as old as Micah Parsons. Yeah. And we so, got Drill Cox coming back. Yeah. Keanu Neal. Like, yeah, we got we the fucking breaks. Yeah, let's fuck. Let's chew. Just because someone knows Dan Quinn. Like, fuck. If that's all it takes, I'll get a job in the Cowboys organization. And when Dan Quinn goes somewhere else, look, here I come. Hey, I was with that guy. Yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> we, we were the same team. Same team. <laughs> I got a hot take on the on the next one, <laughs> and it might sound absolutely fucking crazy. Apparently, Antonio Brown has reached out to Jerry. I kind of have the feeling of why not. I I know. I mean, <laughs> it's, we're gonna have a shit show of a year. I know. The only thing I don't want is coming in and I don't think he would really bleed off because I really don't think he does. I think he's so much just headstrong in his own self that he doesn't really affect other people because everybody else is kind of like, oh, it's just Antonio. Keep going yeah. about your way. But, I mean, he's – there's not a whole lot of people that's going to take him on. Jerry's crazy enough. Antonio's a good football player. He's just crazy too. 
Yeah. But we're going to have a fucking circus in Arlington this year, so why not? There's our marquee. Dude, I don't hate it. I don't. It's not terrible. I mean, it, I, I legitimately think Jerry Jones, Antonio Brown, and Kanye West are the same person in different bodies. The three of them act exactly the same. <laughs> you see this fucking text this morning between him and Pete Davidson? <laughs> yeah. Between him and Oskeet. I love it that he called himself Skeet. Yeah. He's, hey, it's Skeet. Like, that's got to be a funny motherfucker to hang out with. Just checking in. Yeah. Like, you yeah. make fun of me, I'll make fun of me, too. Yeah, I'll make fun of me, too. <laughs> Lay in bed with your wife. <laughs> Just, but yeah, they're the same fucking people. You're right. I mean, you're right about the Antonio Brown thing. Like, one, if if there's one owner that's whatever you ballsy enough, yeah, crazy enough, dumb enough, ballsy enough, whatever. It's absolutely Jerry Jones. It's not even close. It's not Shad Khan. It's not anyone else. It's Jerry Jones. There's a that's a no brainer. Um, Him, just the publicity alone will pay for the contract. That's without a doubt. Jersey so, sell fuck. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. You can pump revenge game because we were hosting the fucking Bucks this year. And he's I mean, he is a good receiver still. Yeah. He's a little crazy. Severely mentally unstable, which is fine. We're I mean, we're all mentally unstable to some capacity. Just <laughs> yeah. Antonio Brown. I mean, it's I don't even know, like, he's like John Rocker times six. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how else to describe him. It's, it's crazy. It's like if you if you took the the George Brett tirade coming out of the dugout and just, like, played that on a loop, that's Antonio Brown every single day. Yeah. He's just that unstable. Which, like you said, though, the jerseys are going to sell. The, like the tweets are going to tweet. The people are going to go to the game just to snag a TikTok clip of Antonio Brown doing something on the sideline. So, oh yeah, and that's probably the one transaction where we would hold the power because, like you said, you say, "Hey, no, no, I who like what other offers do you have, Antonio? Yeah, who really is trying to bring you on? Right yeah, but because other the one offers? guy." The one guy that had your back, Tom Brady, you pissed yeah. it away. Yeah, yeah. By running off the field in the middle of the game, shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we're going in the wrong direction. I kind of say, fuck it. Yeah, That's kinda I mean, why not? Yeah. Kind of how I feel. Yeah. Uh, little bit of sad news. In the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Marilyn Love passed away this week. Um, if you don't know who Marilyn Love is, she's been Jerry's right-hand man for over 40 years. I mean, been his personal secretary, and she's had different labels. But that's been Jerry's person. Um, he said it time and time again, he wouldn't be where he is without her. Cowboys wouldn't be who they are without her. He's she spent over 40 years with him. Um, Deion Sanders, which Jerry put out a statement, I'm not gonna read it all, it's a little lengthy. If you want to go look it up, it is a great statement. 
Jerry might not have wrote it, but he might have talked about it. Someone made it more professional, but it is a great statement. Shows how much he deeply cared for Maryland and the Love family. Um, but Dion in his Hall of Fame speech said, Maryland covering for Jerry was the greatest cover corner in the NFL. That's how great she was for Jerry Jones, for the Jones family, for the Cowboys. Uh, so sad news for that. Um, great Cowboy lady. Um, a gr- big, big piece behind the scenes that nobody really knew. Little fun fact. She actually got married at my great uncle's house. Wild. And I didn't even know that. I've, I've, I actually got to meet her one time. Um, my dad bought season tickets back in the day. Um, and it was through her. Didn't go through fucking a sales rep or nothing. My great uncle was like, we're getting on the phone. Gotcha, which was my dad's uncle, obviously. Got on the phone with her, talked with her. Ended up uh, at the old stadium. We sat, like, second row down, like, the S in the end zone. Um, great fucking seats. Maryland hooked us up. And then uh, when we moved to Arlington, um, he had a sales rep he was dealing with, and they were trying to put him, like, in the third deck. And he was like, I was sitting second row. I'm not, I'm not going to the third deck and paying even more. You're putting me back down there. Mm-hmm. Argued with sales rep. And so he just gets on his cell phone, calls Maryland. Hey, this son of a bitch, Connor, really kind of pissing me off. So she invites my dad down, takes me and my buddy Tony. Um, I think we're in – I think we're in middle school. I think we were like in eighth grade. Uh, Dad pretty much drops us off at the Cowboys practice. Um, I can't remember who it was. We had a we had an older retired player just kind of hanging out with me and him, just kind of showing us around, talking to players and shit. And we're just fucking like fourteen, like hell yeah, this shit's awesome. While my dad's over there talking to like Maryland and a news sales rep, and they're like. Oh, no, no. A guy came up and was like, hey, I still take care of you. He was like, all right. He's like, my name, no, my name's my name's Quincy Carter. I was told to take care of you. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I heard you know people. And he was like, I know people. He's like, I don't know if they're important or not. Just being a smart ass. He's like, uh-huh. but yeah, if you're going to take care of me, take care of me. And uh, ended up pretty much getting us in the same seats, but in the third row. Damn. Where the first guy was trying to get us in the third deck. Dad's like, fuck no. <laughs> Damn. Don't fuck with us. <laughs> but me Damn. and my buddy, we're, we're just getting to run around and fucking just watch the Cowboys practice. While yeah, you guys are out there fucking taking handoffs and shit. You don't even just holler, hollering at Tony Romo. It's like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Being those annoying little fucking kids. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's wild. But yeah, I- it was. it's even crazy. Like, I've known... <laughs> And that, that was the only time I remember actually getting to meet Marilyn. She's a sweetheart. Um, but other than that, like, my dad's talked to her a million times. But we talked about it after she passed away. I was like, man, did you see that? And he's like, yeah. And uh, he told me that. He was like, you know, he got married at Oak Moore's house. And I was like, what? In Krebs, Oklahoma, town of fucking 600 people. Wow. 
Jerry's fucking right hand man. But yeah, sad news for Cowboys Nation. Um, like I said, you don't know. She's literally taking care of Jerry Jones forever. And it kind of sucks because she might still need to be taking care of Jerry Jones. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh that's the scary thing I got from that whole thing. Moving on to him. Now we got we got a man out there just shooting from the hip. And it's uh Imagine, imagine, just before we get off of Maryland, imagine the information that she took to the grave. No shit. Like. There's stuff nobody will ever know. Yeah, absolutely not. And she might know our next topic. She had to. Has to. Absolutely. Oh, she she, she did. She She did. she, she 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 was putting the checks in the envelope. Without a doubt. <laughs> you want to let us know about this one? Man. <sighs> Jerry got a little wild, didn't it? It seems like... It seems like Jerry couldn't... Those are reports. These are reports. We're not big media guys. We're still small media guys. So, all we're doing is relaying the information to our loyal fan base. Um... Apparently, 1995, 1996, Jerry's out in Arkansas having a good time, flying into Fayetteville, flying out of Fayetteville, whatever. We know he's got roots out there. He's from there. Meets him a nice little attractive American Airlines ticket counter employee. Says, hey, I'm Jerry Jones. Dallas Cowboys got a lot of money. Why don't we go out of time? They go out, they have a time. They're kind of seeing each other discreetly. Um, long story short, Jerry fucking gets her pregnant. Allegedly. Allegedly. All, all news is alleged news. For <laughs> sure. So, allegedly, hypothetically, however you want to put it. Uh, yeah. Jerry gets her pregnant. There's uh, uh, what I had de- deciphered as a Pretty much an NDA agreement is signed. Jerry says, hey, I'll give you $375,000 up front. Plus, I'll set up a trust for you and this child as long as you never tied me, mentioned me in terms of paternity. Cool. Mom signs a dotted line, takes your check, you know, um, goes on about her life. Well, now daughter's not happy. Daughter thinks she is worth a little more than three hundred seventy-five thousand. So supposedly she filed a lawsuit. She's suing Jerry Jones. She says she doesn't want any money. She just wants to be able to publicly be recognized as Jerry Jones's daughter because she's. And what do you want to be life. publicly recognized for? That's right. To make fucking money. Yeah, it has to be because Jerry Jones is one hundred and twenty percent tied to. One of the wealthiest sports franchises in the world. So, yeah, uh, yeah she said it, you, you know, she, and I'm not making light of this situation. Uh, she said it was because she was forced to live a fatherless life. So she's gone down to file a lawsuit. Uh, but we were talking about before this, she had a damn reality television show. Ain't, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll hit that first. Reality fucking TV. So it's not like you've been fucking just hurting that fucking bad. Obviously, you love the drama. 
because it, it was a reality TV show. That's all that shit is, is drama. You love the drama. You obviously got fucking money. And we talked about it before, too. She's coming after Jerry. It's that it's Jerry's fault that she lived a fatherless life. Which, granted, 50% is Jerry's fault, if it's true. 50% is mama's fault because she made the fucking deal. It's not just Jerry's fault. Like I said, don't make light of it if it's fucking true, but it's not all Jerry. The mom made the deal with him. Because you know what? She liked that money too. Because she was on the fucking TV show too. They don't give a fuck. It's about money. Yeah. Um, that's what's wild to me is, one, I, I, I feel this like two ways. One, you're going after the publicity, like you said, the drama, all that thing. And two, like, by actually going down and filing a lawsuit, I, I really wholeheartedly believe, one, you know you're not going to be you're not going to beat Jerry Jones. You're not going to beat the Dallas Cowboys legal team. Like we're, we're very basic level people uh, just talking about sports in our basement and in our garage. And we already talked about how this would never hold up because it's public record that the bomb signed a non-disclosure. Right. So I wholeheartedly believe like her end goal is, to go in here, whip all this up, make a big fuss, blah, blah, blah. And Jerry says, hey, we're going to settle out of court. Here's another check. Yeah. She knows that. She knows that's going to be the end result. And that's the whole play on this deal. And like you said, drama, money. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. What it comes down to. And you pretty much just said it, but whether you use the word suing, which there's been reports that she's suing, Jerry. What are you suing for if it's not money? You're suing for something. Yeah. But then also, like, you're filing some sort of lawsuit. If you're not going to get money, what what are you going after? Do you want him to just go on TV and be like, she's my daughter? Yeah. That's not what you want. That's not what anybody wants. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, the dude's fucking stupid wealth. You don't want him to say, yeah, she's my daughter. And that's going to make your life. That's going to make you happy. Yeah. I know I might sound like a fucking asshole now, but I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious. Don't know. We still don't know if it's true. If he is the father, maybe we need to get on Maury to figure it out. That'd be fucking great. Why not? Shit. Let's just fucking make it even better. Yeah. Yeah. Give me I, a little uh... Jerry. I told you. I just, I, I don't, and that's, I, I mean, I'm with you. Like, if someone listens to this, like, I'm not trying to be insensitive about the whole idea or anything. I guess there are hundreds of thousands of people every day that encounter this problem. And if you don't want publicity and you don't want money, I don't understand why else you make this a big thing. Exactly. I don't understand. So, like you said, the two whole employees of Nortec Sports are not trying to make light of this situation, but it seems very, very, uh, I don't know what the word is, but uh, it's like 
counterintuitive to come out and say, hey, I'm going to file a lawsuit. I'm going to sell this story to, you know, the New York Times, to everybody else. But I don't want any publicity and I don't want any money. Right. Uh, okay. For sure. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what, how I got to this. But there was a tweet. And this one is a little light on the situation. A little fucked up. Did make me laugh, though. Disclaimer. There's your warning. There's a five-second warning right there. Yeah. Skip over the next 30 seconds. Maybe the next fucking, just be safe, the next five minutes. There's a tweet. And I'm going to give credit. Chase Van Deest. He said, so Jerry's alleged daughter was born in November of 96. The last Cowboys Super Bowl win was in February of 96. So she may have been conceived after our last Super Bowl win. Is she the curse? Maybe he does need to just come out and acknowledge it. Maybe that's why. God is smiting Jerry right now for not taking care of his daughter. I mean, I guess financially he did, but like, oh, yeah, you want to fuck around? Yeah. <laughs> this guy commented next and said, has to accept her or else we'll never win again. Also true. Holy shit. What a fucking I, shit show. I wish the mom would write a book. It doesn't even yeah. have to be a book. Maybe just a little novella. Like you said, like, just clear up some of these spaces for us. Were, were, were you in the inner circle when we won that Super Bowl? Like, yeah. you were you, you, were were you in a separate suite? You got your right. own suite that right. the Cowboys didn't know about? Right. Give Those us a 30 minute documentary. That's all I want to know. One episode, 60 minutes. That's all you Obvious, obviously, you got people in the fucking TV industry that you can get a hold of. Yeah. So. Shit's juicy. That'd be juicy, man. I'm not going to lie. I'd watch it. The ship, oh, shit like absolutely. that gets me. Shit like that gets me intrigued. I, I, uh, I, do, I do my fair share of reality television. I'm not hey, even going to try to hide from it. Tell, tell your girl, give her the, the quick rundown, or let her listen to this part of the episode. Like, hey, babe, we got to watch this documentary. She's yeah. going to eat that shit up, too. Oh, hell yeah. That's that's where I got into my love for reality television. I, <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't get away from the drama. And that's exactly <laughs> what they want. That's what the producers want. So I'm why telling that, you. That's why we're Dallas Cowboy fans. That's it. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling all the major networks out there, because I know you all listen to this podcast, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, everybody, Netflix, Amazon. Yeah. YouTube. Somebody pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. We'll You're going to make royalties. that money. We'll take royalties on the idea. <laughs> Get with us offline. Send a DM to the Twitter. We'll take royalties off of the idea. Once this goes big, uh, you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, it's March 13th, 10.33 p.m. Yep. We called it. You owe us. It's trademark. Agreed. <laughs> Anything left on the fucking wild ass cowboys? That was a crazy week, man. Oh shit, man! Like you said, we ain't. We probably ain't done. No, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, it's wild time. <laughs> uh, we have baseball. We do. Thank you, baseball gods. 
I don't even know what else to say. I'm so fucking excited. Um, man. I think the deal they came up with ended up being pretty good. Um, pretty fair, both sides. Granted, there's a shit ton in it. We're not going to go over it all. Um, we'd be here all fucking night. We'd be here all morning. But um, I wrote down a couple things, things I liked. Um, bringing back nine-inning doubleheaders, not the seven-inning high school bullshit. Yep. You got to play a doubleheader, you got to play a doubleheader. Fucking happens. But you're playing nine innings. You're playing a full fucking game. You're not going to have, what was it, Madison Bumgarner throw a fucking no-hitter? No, no. Yeah. But it cool. didn't really count. Blah, blah, cool. Blah, blah, blah. But you got six more outs to get yep. at the back end of the game. Yep. How many people have, have done that? Went through seven. A lot. Um, even better. This one might... This one might make me the fucking happiest. No runner on second to start extra innings. That was the dumbest thing. That whole period that we had there, that fucking stupid. That was the worst thing. That was a that was a a legitimate as a boys and girls club wiffle ball rule. Yeah. Like, and there's so much arguments about pace of play, all that dumb shit. And yeah. I can't remember. Someone posted it, and it's it's the way I've always felt. And I've said it to a thousand people. I love extra innings. Maybe yeah. maybe not on a Wednesday night when I'm watching on TV. We're playing at fucking one o'clock in the morning in Seattle, but going to a game on a fucking Saturday, and we go sixteen innings. I eat that shit up. That's free yeah. baseball, and and it's obviously a good fucking game. Whether it's twelve to twelve or it's zero zero, it's a great game. It's back and forth. One play difference. Yeah. Extra innings is awesome. We don't want it to fucking end in 10 because you got somebody on second. Fuck that. But it it came from the World Baseball Classic because they did it. Yeah. I get it in that because their job is to play for, like for us, is for the Rangers. World Baseball Classic. It's in your spring training time. It's once every four years. If you haven't watched it, you fucking need to. It's the greatest shit in the world. It is but cool. They don't need they don't, I mean, they don't need these guys the month before they go into the regular season playing 18 innings. Right. But when it gets to regular season baseball, that shouldn't happen. Um, so that that might be my favorite thing that we fixed. Was that I fucking hated that. Um, universal DH. I'm actually, as the years went on, I became more pro universal DH. Um, I used to say five years ago, I was probably fucked. No, but now I like it. Um, couple reasons. One, these pitchers, National League. A lot of them, I mean, say they're POs, probably POs in college, pitcher only. They're not hitting. They're not swinging a bat. So, say they spend three years in college, haven't swung a fucking bat, get drafted, go to the minors. Say they're in the minors for three years before they get called up to the show. Minor leagues all DH'd. 
So they just went six years without swinging a fucking bat. But then, oh, six years, you haven't faced live pitching. Congratulations, you're on the bump today. You get to hit off Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. What the fuck? I haven't, I haven't swung a bat since high school. In six years, and now I got to fucking face the best pitcher in the fucking league? Yep. I, I don't like that. I, that's, that's probably my number one reason I don't fucking like it is because these guys aren't used to hitting. I mean, maybe some of them, but most of them haven't. So why – I mean, that's, that's why it's damn near guaranteed outs for most guys. I mean, granted, you have your once in the blue moons, your fucking Madison Bumgarners who love to hit, but most of them haven't swung a bat fucking forever. So I don't like that. Then you also get to the point where – Say it, Jacob Brown, or who was it? Fucking was it Mike Shroka? Tours Achilles yeah. running out of the box. Yeah. How bad does that suck? Yep. You have an all-star pitcher who tears his Achilles out for the fucking year immediately, just from trying to run out of the box, which he doesn't do often. Yep. His body's not. I mean, granted, he's a fucking athlete, a professional athlete, but his body is not one hundred percent like accumulated to busting out of the box all the time. Um, that's another. I mean, you want to keep your pitchers healthy. I mean, the strategy part of it is cool, which I mean, more so that's way more in depth than like the smaller league you go down, college, high school, whatever. The strategy, yeah, it's cool trying to lay down a bunt, but I mean, you can you can still do that, not as often, but why fucking even risk it? That's my thing. And then also, third thing I like about it. You're extending careers. Um, Nelson Cruz, great fucking example right now. What, 42? Yeah, old as fuck. He's got, I, I think they just said, five different National League teams that are actively trying to sign him right now. 42. Just because he can still smash a baseball. And I've, I've, I've had people talk to me about it. If this was 10 years ago, does Albert Pujols ever leave the Cardinals? Mm. Because he signed a 10-year deal, a massive fucking contract. He knew the back end of his career. It was going to be late 30s, early 40s. He was going to be a DH. He wasn't going to be playing first base, let alone fucking third, but he wasn't going to be playing first base. He's He's just old. I mean, it just happens. It's life. But he knew at the back end of that career, he could DH, so go to an American League team. Yep. Make that big fucking deal. If this is 10 years ago, I guarantee, I would say 99% sure he does not leave St. Louis. St. Louis pays that fucking man, and nobody in St. Louis has a fucking problem. Hell, baseball fans will have a problem. Yeah. So that's my thing. That's I like DH. Yeah, I agree. My, I mean, my counterpoint to that is – uh, and I mean, the whole world might not agree with it, but um, I mean, we, we do make light of it. The baseball world makes light of it. I know like Rob Friedman, pitching engine makes light of it. Like, do you, do you want to see a position player pitch? Like we, I get there's the standalone scenarios where, okay, you're getting your shit pushed in and you're, you know, you're getting beat 16 to one. And I mean, we did it last it's year. The eight inning. Right. Do you want to regularly see a position player pitch? Do you, no. do you do you want to see Bryce Harper take a comebacker? 
What yeah. like what 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 would happen if Mike Trout is pitching and he takes a line drive to the sternum and fractures ribs or something yeah. like that? Same same thing you said, like with the Mike Soroka thing, like um and, or, and it's or also, blows out his elbow. Right. Because he's he's not used to pitching every day. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you seen? Oh, yeah. But here, Bryce Harper or Mike Trout, or say if you want to stick to the Rangers, um, Adolis Garcia is going to be out for fucking Tommy John surgery because he had to throw two innings the other day. Yeah. So that that's my only counterpoint to it. I've always been a fan of DH. Like you said, one, it makes baseball more interesting because now there's a great chance that you're going to see a an eighth inning matchup against Nelson Cruz, as opposed to fucking uh, Jesse Chavez. Exactly. That makes way better baseball. Yeah. That's or, way better baseball. Or say it's fucking 1-1, one, 2-2, one, two, two, and you got – I'm trying not to go Rangers. I mean, I guess it could say, – say, pl- say we're playing in Philadelphia. They're talking about Philly right now. Say we're playing in Philadelphia. And we got John Gray, who's pitching a fucking gym of a game, and it's one-to-one in the eighth. And his spot's coming up. We really need a run. Guess what? Gotta, now we don't have to pull him. Got to pinch hit, yeah. Now we don't have yeah. to. Yeah. You can leave that guy in to keep fucking dealing. Go for the complete game. Yeah. Not hurt your bullpen. Keep fucking trucking. Yeah. And yeah, you got a better chance of scoring. It, it, it's, it's a way better option. It's great. I, I mean, I think it's great from every aspect. Like you said – um, you know, you're not sacrificing a pitcher. We've done it so many times. We like we've even done it playing fucking baseball games on Xbox, on PlayStation, blah blah blah. Like in this in the simulated world, like you're you're pitch hitting for your pitcher yeah. because oh, we need this run right here. And now we're staring down the situation where we have you know say say last season the Dodgers, you know second and third one out, bottom of the eight. Now you've got Albert Pujols hitting as opposed to fucking Dustin May. Yeah. Or fucking Clayton Kershaw. It's not a Ranger. Yeah, that's that's a fucking sad-ass subject. What a fucking <laughs> – what a dick move by Clayton Kershaw to just sit there and fucking dangle the fucking – just dangle the worm over the water this Man. whole fucking thing. And I, I – I know we're kind of heading off. We'll come back to CBA, but yeah, we'll hit on it real quick. I honestly kind of feel like the lockout pushed him back to LA. Oh, probably. Um, I think if he had longer time, if he had a full at least month to talk, like if he had all of December, even mid-January, to talk to both sides back and forth, Talk with, I mean, I'm sure he talked with his family, but he couldn't talk to either side. Might have had a chance to sway him more, but with the lockout, boom, here's spring training. I don't blame him. He's familiar with the Dodgers organization. He's been a Dodger for life. He's going to fucking be a Hall of Famer with a Dodger hat. They got a good chance of going and winning it again. I don't blame him, but yeah, it does kind of suck for us. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's like you said. I th- I I also think there was this weird like the one the one stand. There's actually two. The two instances that I haven't seen like devolve into this are Chris Bryant and Freddie Freeman. 
But I think once these gates opened, there was a lot of, there, there were a lot of players that felt this need to make a decision, get the ball rolling, report like we're, we're rolling now. So yeah. just to piggyback on what you said, like in case nobody knew if, if for some reason you just now decided to tap in and listen two hours into this and you've never listened to another Nortex uh, episode, like during this whole CBA lockout, there was no communication. It wasn't like, oh, we're cooking deals on the back end. Like we're just waiting on the game. There's no communication between clubs, players, managers, GMs, nothing. Hey, so jump in real quick. Do you see the Shohei thing? Uh -uh. Okay, so this this really, if you want the best explanation on not being able to talk, Shohei Otani, the fucking coolest guy in Major League Baseball right now, could not talk to his interpreter. Jesus. Because his interpreter is a staff member of the Angels. So, I'm going to tip my hat to a division rival. So, because it's it's players and staff members cannot speak. Coaches, That's fucking front office, literally interpreters, staff members. Shohei and his interpreter could not speak. So, his interpreter resigns. I'm out. I'm not going to do this to Shohei. Lockout's over. Angel said, here's your contract. Come back. So they signed his interpreter back to be on the staff. But that's how, how much these players could not talk to anybody affiliated in their organization, let alone being a free agent. That's wild. Yeah. It's, it's especially, not even just aside from Shohei, when you start to think about uh, – I, I mean, it's, it's known. We've talked about it a little bit. Like, baseball is not an American sport. It is – it is very much so a worldwide sport. There's, like you said, there's the World Baseball Classic. There's a Little League World Series. Like, it's called the World Series for a reason. Oh, it's 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 the second biggest sport in the world. There are tons of people that use interpreters. I saw a video last week of the, like, easily the number one prospect in baseball, Jason Dominguez, like, using an interpreter. Like, yeah. maybe every fourth word was English. Yeah. So... If you're just like, oh, this is just baseball offseason, this lock, like, I don't understand why the lockout matters because it's just the offseason, nothing was happening. Like, these are just things that show how dramatic that shit happens. Yeah. Like, we have, I, I don't know the numbers. I'm not going to act like I know the numbers. If I was going to guess, I would say somewhere north of, 10% and like somewhere between 10 and 30% of players are probably not primarily English speaking players. Oh, easy. So like, like going off of what you said, like as long as they're still employed by the team, like they can't have contact. Yeah. Like, these are people that interact with these players every single day. Like you Darvish, like, Hey, all right, we're going, you know, we got breakfast. We got, uh, you got bullpen work today. You know, you got this workout, blah, 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 blah. Like, that that shit is mind-blowing. That's crazy. Let alone, I mean, they're not – like, the guys that have interpreters, they're not just talking baseball. They're helping yeah. their everyday life. Yeah. But, yeah, that's how fucking extreme it is. Um, that's wild. 
Yeah, if you think this CBA deal wasn't big, like if you think it wasn't big getting this finished and opening this door back up, just think about that. Just think think about not being able to – I mean, essentially, I'm probably going out on a limb saying this, but like essentially being able to talk to your friend. 90 days. There was one, um, and I can't remember who it was in the team. There was one where a father-son – I can't remember who it was, but a son was a player in the organization. Um, and the father was like a bullpen coach or some shit. They weren't supposed to talk. And I want to say that coach resigned also. He was like, fuck that. Like, this is the holidays. Like, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. not missing, I'm not going to Christmas without my fucking son because we can't talk because of a fucking lockout. Yeah. But like, that's, yeah, that's how like, fucking extreme it was. Yeah. That's like, I don't know. That's, that's wild. That's, I mean, I'm just shooting. It's just like, like Dante and Boba Shit. That's that's probably like, like shit like that. And, and there's the shields, right? And he's, there's there's, and, and he's one of them. Who and that might be the one I was thinking of. Um, Delano was with the Reds, where his dad coached at yeah. the time. Yeah, and that's not even like that's not even factoring the whole like you said the free agency part. Of it. Like, even people that know they have a job can't communicate with their team. Like, let alone the people that don't know where their next paycheck is coming from. Where they're fucking moving their family. Right. Like, you can make light out of it. You say, oh, yeah, these are professional athletes. They make millions of dollars a year. Yeah, cool. Like, that's great. But, like you said, there's still a ton of logistics to it. Where your kid's going to go to school. Exactly. where, Where are you moving your family? When do I need to hire movers? Like, when do I need to report to spring training? Am I going to Arizona? Am I going to Florida? Like what, like, yeah. what the fuck has happened? And then you take that more extreme, like we said, like the guys that have interpreters because they can't speak great English. Yeah. You, you're saying I can't talk to the guy that helps me every fucking day get around America. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's wild to think about. Cause like, let's be honest, fucking fucking Hal Steinbrenner is taking zero interest in learning how to communicate with Jason Dominguez. Which is fucking let's, mind-blowing. Let, let's, let's be completely honest. Hal Steinbrenner has no interest in learning how to communicate with Jason Dominguez. And Jason Dominguez's livelihood, 100%, depends on being able to communicate with his interpreter. Exactly. And people are sitting here saying, oh, I don't know why the CBA is not a big deal. Fucking textbook example right there. Oh, yeah. Um. One CBA thing, um, we went to the 12-team playoff. I'm still not a fan of it, but I'm glad we didn't go to the 14 that the owners and the league wanted. Yeah, I saw you get, and they want millions or billions. I saw you getting heated up. I saw you getting heated up about the playoff. Yeah, which, I mean, it's fucking stupid. I agree. Like, I agree. Like, it, the playoffs we have right now, and what, what's funny is I actually didn't even complain when we went to, what is it, fucking 10 teams? Because mm-hmm. it used to just be, it used to be eight, where the highest yep. uh, each, winning each team. Each division and a wild card. Yeah. And the yep. highest winning team that won their division got the wild card. Yep. And then the other two played each other. <laughs> yeah, but, that was real simple. That was real simple, man. But when we went to the 10 – after that first year that we went to 10, it was awesome because 
then you have your you get you get two wild cards. So yeah, you do have an extra chance of making it, but it's not half the fucking league. But your first two playoff games, one in the AL, one in the NL, are game sevens. Let's fucking go. Yep. So game, game one sixty three is electric. Yeah. So you're kicking yep. off the playoffs with a winner go home prime time seven o'clock start on fucking Friday night, and then a seven o'clock on Saturday night. Winner go home. Let's fucking go. Yeah. You kick off the playoffs. You kick off October with pure electricity. That's fucking perfect. That's fucking perfect. Yep. And you still have to fight to get there. Where now we got 12 teams. I mean, I know it's just adding two more, but we're starting to stretch. We're getting too many people there. And now we don't have that game 163 like you're saying. Now we got fucking a three-game series, which they had all kinds of stupid fucking ideas. But I'm I'm just going to say I'm glad it's 12 and it's not 14 because half the fucking league does not be in the playoffs. Because why go try and bring on big names? If you get a mediocre team, you fucking – if you go 81 and 81, you're probably a fucking playoff team. Yeah, yeah, I guess to the point there's no incentive to it. And, I mean, like you said, like – it's it's another thing, like unless unless you follow baseball religiously, maybe you say, Oh yeah, that's another game. Whatever, what's the difference in 162 and 163? That trickles back to the week before. That trickles back to are are we throwing our ace five innings so we can save him for 163? Or are we throwing our ace eight innings? And then 163 comes, and like you said, we play Friday night. Who's going Saturday? What what's happening Saturday? Like if if we get in, do we have to travel? Are we spending all night traveling? Are hey, we going to be able to take infield? Are we going to be able to take BP tomorrow? Like that that game goes back to as a Ranger fan, I can't remember fucking twenty eighteen, where we barely lose the fucking division. Yep, but we had Sam Dyson blow fifteen saves in the first month and a half, and that's. Not spot on, but it's fucking close. I mean, the dude blew probably 15 saves by mid-May. Blown saves. Where that those matter. Now, oh, absolutely. If, if you would have went to 14, don't fucking matter. We're there. Nope. Don't even yeah. fucking matter. Yep. Yeah, like you said, it, it's a very finite line. And these are things like the CBA thing. You don't understand it unless – um, you follow baseball. You don't understand this thing. Like you said, 15 saves doesn't matter if half of the fucking league is getting in. Yeah. So, oh, Why okay. go get closer? Yeah. Old AL West, there's four teams. There's Mariners, there's A's, there's Angels, there's Rangers. Two of them are getting in. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Why go get a closer? Because if you blow 15 saves, 50-50 shot. 50-50 yeah. shot. Doesn't matter. So it, it it is crazy. I'm with you. Um, I still don't really like 12, um, but it is better than 14. And we got um, baseball. So I mean, yeah. So and, and I do like getting, the fact that they're getting go 162 crazy. games too. Yeah, I do. I like the fact they didn't go crazy. That's a three gamer. Like I do love that about baseball. They don't get fucking crazy and do fucking 27 seven game series. Like yeah, like like we get to the fucking meat and potatoes. It's great. We don't fuck like 
and, and it goes back to extending careers, man. Like as, as little or as big as you want to look at it, like there's a huge difference in a three game series and a seven game series. And if you're a wild card team that scoots in and you make it to that first three game series or five game series, blah, blah, blah like that series doesn't need to go seven. No, it just, it doesn't need to happen. We love baseball. We love it. Um, you know, we love games, but that's not what we want. We want, yeah. we want late October. We want that to go seven. We want the ALCS to go seven. We want the NLCS to go seven. We want to see the strategy as to what's happening. You know, Max Scherzer's coming in to pitch the eighth. Clayton Kershaw's coming in to pitch pitch the ninth. What was it? 2014, Madison Bumgarner. Yes. Game one, short rest. Game three, game seven, coming out of the fucking pen and throwing fucking yes. seven innings. Just that's, pitching his ass off. That's what every – if you're a legitimate baseball fan – that's when you start sweating. When you when your fucking team is mid-October, when you're pulling up how many innings pitched someone has on October 15th. Yeah. Holy shit. 11, like 10 and 11 as a Rangers fan, you're just, how much more can Neftali Feliz go? Yeah. Can we bring Neftali Feliz in in the seventh? If we bring him in in the seventh, can we pitch him tomorrow night? If he pitches yeah. tomorrow night, can he throw Monday night? Can he pitch on one day's rest after he's thrown six innings over two games? Like, what? That's the <laughs> shit. That's the shit that we're getting at. Yeah. So, it. I mean, yes, we love baseball. We love the games. Uh, but like you said, like it, it, it comes to a point, like, if if half of the teams are getting in, where like why go get closer? Yeah, exactly. It, if you blow one out of every two saves, you're still getting in the playoffs. Why go get a close? Yeah. Um, we did have uh, a Twitter question about it. Uh, they, they they made the bases bigger. Um, Chad asked us, why? Mm, I agree. Why? First and foremost. No sense in that, to be honest. If anything, I kind of understand if you made first base a hair bigger. All of them don't really need to be. Um, first base, I kind of get. I mean, there's a lot of rules in baseball about health and safety that I still don't agree with. Like, blocking the plate, you can't run over the catcher unless he's caught the ball and looking at you. Fuck no. If you're in the way, get the fuck off. Hey, get off the tracks when the train's coming through. That's baseball. Get out the fucking way. I'm scored. You got gear on, I don't. Saddle up. Um, your job's on a double play if you're running on first, break that shit up. I mean, I get health and safety to an extent, but you're still playing a professional sport. I mean, just professional. You're playing a fucking sport. You're trying to win. Shit gets physical. We're upset about that, but we can go fucking throw hands. <laughs> but yeah. the, the base thing, I half-ass get it at first base because – and I don't think it's so much even really for first base um, since we got this question. I really think more so it's for pitchers because ball hits the right side. Obviously, if you know baseball, pitchers' first reaction is supposed to go to first base. I mean, pitchers are on the run. 
trying to catch the ball and step on a bag. It's a couple inches off the ground. One, without breaking their ankle, but then also you don't want to step on top of the bag because bang, bang, play, you're getting your ankle stepped on. So I half-fast get it at first base, and I think that's what they were more so looking for um, was the safety side of it. And like I said, yeah, it happens sometimes with first baseman. Most of the time it shouldn't, but more so for pitchers going to cover first. I don't so much get second and third other than the fact they want to make them all the same size. But that's what I got on the fucking back situation. That's the only thing is like the only thing I can think of, which I, I saw your Twitter thing where you hit on it. And you're like, oh, safety, blah, blah. Um, as far as second and third, it's got to be just a universal thing. Like right. I um, and I, I'm kind of with you on the pitcher thing because I think once you get to the point that you're in, like you're playing Major League Baseball every single day as a first baseman, we all collectively understand your foot doesn't go on the back. Right. Everyone understands that. Um, so I'm, I'm completely with you on the whole like safety thing. Like once you get to that point, like you understand how to, how to field the ball, how to play the bag. Um, maybe aside from the pitchers, cause we've all seen the fair share of fucking pitchers that miss the bag or pitchers that fucking karate kick, you know, someone in the fucking lower ankle or pitchers that get fucking karate kicked in the ankle because yeah. they're just clumsy as fuck. And so, nothing scares the shit out of you as a fan more than seeing your first base or your pitcher go cover first, yeah. step on the middle of the bag, and the base runner just step on it and just collapse it. And then you're like, oh, yep. shit, there goes yep. John Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Because not 99% of the time, they're leading with the leg they push off of. Exactly. So if anyone doesn't know what that means, right-handed pitcher is going to be leading with their right leg, which is the leg that they push off of the mound. So that's where all their velocity comes from, everything like that. So the second that that ankle's rolled or a, a high ankle sprain or anything like that, like they're yeah, fucking done. By cleat. Right, they're done. They've got a fucking ingrown toenail, they're done. So uh, I'm with you. Like, I think it's a safety thing more so, like you said, probably for pitchers. Um, I don't – I'm. I kind of am curious we're going to get into – I mean, next year, uh, when Nortex is still up and fired up next year, when we talk about this whole shift thing going into effect in 2023, <laughs> uh, I think that'll be interesting kind of to see how much that involves, uh, you know, pitchers covering and stuff like that. But I don't bring Joey Gallo back fuck, with dude. no shift. <laughs> Man, he's going to fucking eat that alive. I saw uh, one that said Matt Carpenter was going to come back and win the MVP. <laughs> for sure uh, for sure one more thing I do like and, and and for some reason in the NFL I don't know why I'm not the biggest fan and it might be because you only have used to be 16 now 17 games so only have 8 or 9 depending on the year home games not a whole lot in football in football, I'm not the biggest fan of going to London, going to Mexico. And I think that's wise because there's not a whole lot of games. But in the new CBA, both sides agreed in the next five years, they're going to either host games or at least a tour in Mexico, Asia, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, 
London, and Paris. That is one, two, three, four, five, six places. So that's at least 12 teams, at least. So odds are, there's pretty good odds. We're going to be one. We're going. I don't give a oh, fuck which place. Without a doubt. Brother, we could be going, we could be playing in Japan. We could be playing in fucking London. We're going to be yep. the loudest fucking Texas Ranger fans there. Yep. Let alone, let alone the, uh, since, I mean, I guess, I, I don't really know. Not trying to get political, the COVID ship. Little League World Series. They've been doing that until COVID. Hey, they go play in Williamsport. We'll be there. Just because I love that game. Those specialty games, I guess, because baseball has 162, I love it. The Field of Dreams was dope. But the, the Little League World Series, I eat that shit up, especially because once the Little League World Series, but then all these kids from across the world get to watch the big leaders, and they just eat that shit up. Yeah. But, yeah, we go any of these places, that's our vacation. We're, we're going. It's yeah, a reason. It, it's a reason to go to Japan. <laughs> It's such a – I mean, we talked about it even just on this episode. It's such a fucking international game. That's yeah. the difference in even just baseball and American football. Like, if you go to Europe and you say football, they think what we call soccer. Yeah. So, the there, there's a reason why when the NFL goes and plays in London, it's at fucking 9 o'clock Eastern in the morning. Yeah. Like, baseball is a much more international game. Like you said, Field the Dreams game. Williamsport, I mean, we've all fucking grown up watching the League World Series. You have the the United States versions, blah, 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 and then they play the international team. All those people come over here. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. But one caveat to that is I think our fucking – our off-season transactions have, have put us on the map as a team. Oh, yeah. So when it comes time for Major League Baseball to have some publicity, like – I think the Texas Rangers are involved in those talks. Oh, yeah. And and so, what's so great about this, too, is baseball, as sad as it is, like we said, it's it in, in my opinion, it's probably the second biggest sport in the world after soccer. Yeah. Worldwide. We are terrible. Major League Baseball at marketing our fucking game. Yeah. So this is gonna help. And it's a like you said, it's a worldwide game. So, I mean, yeah, London and Paris, that's cool. But, yeah, Mexico. But then you throw in Asia, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic. Those games are going to be packed. Yeah. They're going to be fucking rowdy. It's going to be playoff atmosphere in the middle of fucking July. Yeah, any game you play in Central America, any baseball game you play in Central America – Will it, it it will amass numbers that like like you said we thought the the field of dreams game was cool we'll blow it out of the water yeah we'll we're gonna we're gonna end up going to the fucking Dominican or something or e- even Japan and come back and be like damn Arlington's it's kind of boring yep <laughs> I mean yeah, absolutely you watch those games. It is rowdy from pitch one to the last out. So I do yep. love that. That is a great way to expand the game, market those guys, which, I mean, 
guaranteed. It's, I mean, they they get to pick and choose. The Angels will be playing in Asia. Shohei Otani is going to be in, in Asia. For sure. And then maybe wherever Seiya Suzuki signs. So it might be a, a West matchup becomes Texas. But, yeah, wherever they fucking go, one, that gives us a reason to travel, but then get to see our boys play in another region, especially a region that just loves baseball. It's going to be amazing. I, yep. I love that part of the CBA. Electric. It is electric. Uh, season delayed a week. Uh, April 7th is the official opening day. We have an off day that day, so we are starting April 8th in Toronto. Um, home opener is the 11th versus Colorado. The Toronto kicker. No backed, non-backed players cannot go. Can't play, but cannot even go. Which right now I don't know who is, who ain't. Um, all the news I've read is more so. Apparently, there's a lot of Yankees and Red Sox that are non-backed, um, which also they're That's probably wild. more. They're probably more, especially Yankees. That's super wild. Yeah. But they're probably more worried because it's their division. They play there often. Right. Us, especially the Rangers, we're probably the least worried. That's – hey, fuck it. That's our first three games of the year. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Get that shit out of the way. We're going. I don't remember who it was. Uh, let me quote right now just to cover my bases, uh, all my Rangers uh, reporters. So, there's Chris Halleck. There is Levi Weaver. Um, who else? Kennedy Landry. Evan Grant. Um, Evan Grant. Uh, I think it covers everybody. That's, that's one, of, one of those four. And Jared Sandler is probably our top five. Yeah. Jared, uh, Jamie Newberg. Um, one of those people said, I think we have three. And I don't remember if it was Woody or someone from the front office said they have already spoke to them and they do not foresee it to be an issue. Yeah. So and and it, and it works out well, honestly, probably the best for the Rangers. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. the very first series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, that's so, cool. Yeah. We'll deal with that, and it is done three days into the season. Yep. So, that's all right. Um, boy. We ain't even got into transactions yet. I know. This is why – you, all right, you're listening here. You're driving in your car. You're probably listening to us because we interact with our listeners. We know that's what we're most listening to. This is why we've been waiting on baseball. We, we're at our 45 in. We haven't even got to baseball transactions yet. Give, it, give us a speech real quick. I'm out of beer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I got, keep, I got keep going. Tons of notifications. I'm running low on fuel. I'll tell you what, folks. This is what we're living for. Haven't even got to baseball transactions yet. This is this would be wild. If you followed the Rangers for a while, Nelson Cruz signed a one-year deal. Washington Nationals. Like we talked about earlier. That's it right there. Washington Nationals. 
National League team, Universal DH, Nelson Cruz. There it is. So, did you hear that? You- Nelson Cruz, DH. Washington Nationals. Nice. So. <laughs> Boy. Transactions. I'm going to. Nope. Don't say you heard it here first, but we literally gave that example as it was happening. This first one. This first one. You you, you good on beverages? Because I know we're still got a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I got um, tall boys. I got tall boys tonight. So. That was a fucking smart call. Yeah, I knew it was going to go just brought down. an ice chest next to me is what I should have done. I knew it was going to go down. Transactions. We're gonna hit all this shit. So apparently, lockout ends. Staff members, players can talk. Chris Woodward's first phone call. Boy, is to Isaiah Connor Fulifa. R.I.P. Oh damn, dude! I didn't even know you. <laughs> I had to. I had to rock it tonight. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Woody's first phone call is to Izzy because Josh Jung gets hurt. Pretty much going to call it out for the year. Um, he Jung was still going to have to fight for third base. It wasn't going to be given to him. It wasn't going to be long that it was going to be his and Izzy moved to the utility role if we kept him. But Woody's first phone call was to Isaiah Kiner Falefa because Jung got hurt. Third base is your job. You have to lose it. Boy. Two days later, three days later. Yeah. The Twitter page, (laughs) baseball images that preceded unfortunate events. Yeah. Evan Grant's tweet. Ended up on there with what you just said. Yeah. So (laughs) after what he calls him fucking three days later, I don't even think he made it to surprise. Traded to the Minnesota Twins with Ronnie Henriquez for Mitch Garver. We all knew Izzy was going to be part of the trade talks, but that whole thing about Woody's first phone call was to Izzy saying, hey, you're your third baseman. It's yours. Come on. We all knew there was about a 90 – there is at least an 80% chance you'd get traded. But, so, yeah, Izzy, Ronnie, to Minnesota for Mitch Garver. We just made a big boost behind the dish. Um, granite, Jose. Jonah, great pitch framers. That's the thing that we really like to compliment a lot on those two. Offensively, not a whole lot of production. Mitch Garver had a couple injury problems. High risk, high reward. When the dude's on the field, drops fucking bombs. So much power in his back. I mean, we boosted that offense even more. Um, which, granted, an hour ago, two hours ago, 
Isaiah traded from Minnesota to the New York Yankees. Um, which what's crazy is that's who we thought we were. That's who everybody acted like we were trading in the first place was to the Yankees. They kept talking yep. about the Yankees being in talks with the Rangers. Yep. Granted, not sure who we'd have got out of that. Might have been a prospect, but worked out for all parties. We boosted our catching. Um, and, and Izzy posted on Twitter that he was excited to be somewhere where he's wanted. That's the worst part, dude. I know. He just posted that like nine hours ago. Because he was like, I'm somewhere where I'm wanted. They want me to be an everyday shortstop, the position. He they want this, me as their everyday, everyday guy. Dude, he posted this heartbreaking thing like, uh, it almost made me feel bad as a Rangers fan because it was almost like he, he didn't feel wanted as a Ranger. And I get that. Like, we brought in Corey Seager. He gave the interview. He said, you know, I was hurt by that, blah, blah, blah. And then he posted the thing, like the Rocco Baldelli picture leaks, or not really leaks, the but day. the Twins post that. Yeah, the Rocco Baldelli and Izzy picture post. And now, like, I think that that fucking picture – was Rocco Baldelli telling him he's getting traded? Because if you look at his facial expression, oh shit, it's, it's yeah, it's not like hey, I'm meeting my new manager for the team that I'm going to play my career with. It's just like uh, okay, yeah. And then he posts a shit on his Instagram that bleeds over to Twitter, and he's like, oh yeah, I mean, like I just want to be at a team where they want me to be. Like I'm back at the six hole where I belong. Blah blah blah. Fucking plot twist. No. I mean, you are. Yeah, you are. Now. In the Bronx. Wow. Fucking wow. Yeah, man, that's wild. And and what's insane is, is one, shout out to the Twins making moves, com- trying to compete. Yeah. Um, Yankee fans have probably been shitting their pants since the lockout's ended because they haven't done a fucking thing, and then they just drop a blockbuster tonight. Yeah. But I'm on board with the Gio Urcello part. That's a great trade. One, I hate Gary Sanchez. I think yeah. he's the worst catcher in all of baseball ever. Hate the him. Most overrated. Yeah, absolutely. At me, Gary Sanchez. Don't give a fuck. I think you're terrible. You should you should have nothing to do with baseball. We'll boo you in Minnesota too. <laughs> Correct. Imagine being a Twins fan and going for Mitch Garver, who I'll put second only behind JT Rail Muto as like the the best offensive catcher, like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put him behind JT Realmito. That's it. Um, and now getting Gary Sanchez, who legitimately had thirty five feet last year to make a tag and missed it because he's so fucking lazy. Yeah, that's the one thing I hate about Gary Sanchez. He's the laziest fucking catcher in baseball. He On offense the, and defense. Yes, he has the highest fucking pass ball percentage. He fucking kills pitchers' ERA because somehow fucking. Pitches that are should be counted as pass balls become wild pitches because he's so fucking lazy. There is the textbook fucking play last year where he had literally fucking 40 feet to make a tag, and he missed it. Um, yeah, so fucking I hate that for the Twins. Uh, fuck Gary Sanchez. I'm sorry, Twins fans, that Mitch Garver was your catcher fucking 36 hours ago. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy. They're like, yes. what the fuck? Yes. Are you yep. shitting me? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I can. I 
I would be in fucking shambles if my fucking team went from having, which I'm not going to say it's a possibility because it's not. I know John Daniels is smarter than that. But we do have Mitch Garver as catcher now. I could not imagine if I fucking woke up and Gary Sanchez was the franchise catcher for my team, especially coming from Mitch Garver, who I easily think is a top three offensive catcher. Like, he, mm. Mitch, Mitch Garver could fucking hit 30 easy. I don't, I don't doubt that. I mean, it's got to be hard to be a GM in general, president of baseball operations. It's got to be hard to be that guy to build the team. It, it is. I mean, it's got to be tough because you throw in the money and all that shit too. Yeah. But – and then also relying on the future, how long you want this guy because you got something coming up, all that shit. So, I mean, I do give a lot of benefit of the doubt. I am probably – I have probably been more pro John Daniels than a lot of guys have been in years past. Um, but like you said, if I went to sleep an hour ago as a Twins fan – and I wake up tomorrow and Gary Sanchez is my catcher. You have a bad day at work, man. I have never burned anything of a fan that I cheer for. And I might not burn everything. But I'm burning something. Yep. And I'm throwing up and I'm probably calling in sick. Yep. Silence notifications calling sick, man. Yeah. And my boss is going to fucking know why. Because my boss already knows my fandom. But. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and listen, we just made the worst fucking move in team history. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with Gio Urcella for Josh Donaldson straight across, one for one, third baseman. That's fine. Bro, you lost out on the Izzy thing. Izzy, I'll, I'll, if we're just breaking it down, layman's terms, Izzy for Gary Sanchez, Twins lost on that. Oh, yeah. I, Gary Sanchez is garbage. Which, and I think that might be more so – the Donaldson Izzy makes because I mean Donaldson's a little up there in age is more yeah. so to get the geo over and then you go ahead and take Gary with it. Yep, I think that's exactly what it is. That's the fucking that's the bag tag that came along with it. Yeah, I think you're right. That was a little bit on there to get geo in return, and uh, the the fucking Gary Sanchez was the fucking the shitty neighborhood dog that came along with it. So now we got uh, Ranger wise getting Garver. That's our man. That's that's our that's our starter. Yep. Um, before I ask what I was about to say, one funny thing. If people listen, I've read a lot of shit on Facebook, Twitter, people bitching about that trade. Obviously, probably a little bit fair weather. Sorry to say that to you if you're listening and you we're one bitching about it. I saw people saying one, who about Mitch? Obviously you don't fucking watch baseball. We just upgraded tremendously. If the guy is playing, he's one of the best hitting offensive catchers that there is. And he's not bad behind the dish. I mean, there is better behind the plate on the defense side, but he can do pretty much what we've already got done behind the plate. But we just went tremendously in the right direction offensively. So don't be mad. And then there's people who were saying, like, well, I just I, I love is well, one, it's the nature of the beast. It's fucking, it is a business. 
And then somebody, I read one that was like, uh, well, I thought he was the face of the franchise. Did you, did you not, you know, this guy named Corey Seager? Isaiah, they said they thought Isaiah Connor Phillips was the face of the franchise? Now, since we traded Joey. Do you know this guy named Corey Seager? No. That's the face of the fucking franchise now. And he hasn't played a game yet. No. Yeah, we spent over $500 million this offseason. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so that's my next one. That's my next one. People saying all we do is get rid of good players. One, we got a hell of a return on fucking uh, Joey Gallo. Great prospects. And then, I mean, we just boosted our behind the plate with Izzy. And people are saying, we need to quit sending off players and we need to get rid of the front office. We, because they don't do anything. That's what people are saying. Because they don't do anything except get rid of your players. We broke the record on most money spent in the offseason and we're not even done yet. Ever. But our front office doesn't do anything. Tell me you don't follow baseball without telling people, me you don't follow baseball. People understand that we're going, like, we're going to win board. Like, one, one, part one, we're going to win more games this year. That's part one. Hey. Part two, like, we're already being talked about as a playoff contender. So, that is, so yeah. So, that means we're literally being talked about in contention. To win the AOS. One, also, if you don't listen to the show, we just talked about how the Oakland Athletics are just complete fucking fire sale, which was obviously our greatest, has been our greatest competition for the last two or three years. Uh, Mike Trout has drawn the most unfortunate career card ever. And that's crazy. It looks like Shohei Otani's doing the same exact thing. Um, what the fuck are you talking about? If, like, <laughs> I, I don't – the Texas Rangers are being talked about more than they've been talked about since they were in the fucking World Series 10 years ago. Exactly. What in the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember whose tweet it was, but someone – like, someone – they tied it perfect, and I don't use the word perfect much, but it, it's very similar to what you said. Like, aside from being a great person, Isaiah kind of left a – probably a great person seems like a guy that'll help you fucking carry your groceries to the car we traded a guy that was a very middle of the road utility type player like didn't produce great offensively has a great glove great glove he is a gold glover for sure absolutely he was never going to be the face of the Texas Rangers no that was never gonna happen and like no one ever thought that. If you followed this team since you were shitting in your pants in 1993, you have never thought that Isaiah Kinderfluffel was going to be the face of this team. Like we traded him for, I argue, like I'll argue this with anyone, offensively a top three catcher. Oh yeah, like, JT sure. Salvi and him. Absolutely, absolutely. So, if you can be a good enough fan to disregard your whole, like, oh, I like this person because they've been with the team for a while and I'm just a Fairweather fan bias, then we're, like, we're, we've, we've had one of the greatest off seasons in fucking recent baseball history. 
Like that's that's not even debatable. We broke the record on most money spent, and we're not done. Yeah, and also like this isn't just like we're in layman's terms, like we're building a franchise. We're not signing fucking twenty players to one year deals. Like we have Corey Seager long term. We have Marcus Simeon long term. Like we're making long term deals with players. These are franchise moves. We're not fucking going out and signing an entire fucking nine man lineup to one year deals. And then, and then you got you got Josh Jung, our number two prospect, who who's going to be a stud if if he can. I mean, he had he really hasn't had health problems. This was his first year. We really expect him to be in the bigs. Just sucked. It happened this year, but. What he's projected to do, he was going to end up being our third baseman this year at some point, if not opening day. Yeah. So Izzy was going to be a utility guy. He does have a great glove. He's a gold glover. That's fucking awesome. Middle of the road with the stick. Great guy. But especially 2023, Izzy's for sure not an everyday guy. Izzy's for sure not a ranger next year. Yeah. For sure. Let alone this year. And and even more so, you want to call in the face of the franchise that you think after Joey gets traded. Literally, when Joey got traded, Adolis Garcia was the face of the franchise. Which, shout out, hopefully no sophomore slump, which we'll get in more on that. But on this trade, we have four catchers now to deal with. Mitch Garver's our number one. Obviously. It's already said. That's the whole reason we fucking made the trade. If we're not trading Izzy for – if we're not going to prospect, we're getting a guy that's going to start. Now we have Jose Trevino, Jonah Heim, and Sam Huff. There's no reason to have all four. It's, it's just not. You know, I'm going to keep about two – Third one in AAA on the bubble, ready to go. Jonah was the main piece in the Elvis trade last year. Jose's a great guy. Love him to death. Both of the guys are great framers, but that's about all we've got. Uh, Sam Huff was our number one prospect at one time. The dude mashes the ball. I think he had three home runs last year over 500 fucking feet, which is just stupid. Um, Sam Huff. Sam, I don't feel like Sam is going anywhere. I mean, he may in a big trade piece, but I don't think he is. Sam is a big catcher, too. Kind of Joe Maurer-esque. He's not going to stay behind the plate his whole career. It's just not going to happen. He's just, he's just a big guy. Body's going to break down faster than someone else, than a pudge. So I could very well see Sam. I mean, he may start out catching, but transitioning to first base, DH role. Unless the trade value is so high on him, then you might throw him in, which we'll get on it, a Matt Olson piece or some shit like that but I don't know if we do. Um, I still see him as the second guy, at least for the future behind Garver. But someone's staying because you got to have a backup, especially with Garver's history with injuries. It's possible. 
but also 162 is hard behind the plate. But it's almost guaranteed Jonah or Jose is going to have to go. Uh, and like I said, it could be Sam if we land a big enough trade, which if, if it's going to be a big trade, it's either going to be for a starting pitcher or it's going to be for Matt Olson. But we're not going to have four catchers. That's a big dilemma in the front office right now. But nobody really knows where we're going. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think we kind of talked about it offline. We fucking – so we talked about this. I think it's simpler than he may say. Garver's one. Huff's two. We ship Jonah because we talked about it. Uh, it seems like more at value. this point he has more value. Um, and I – like, I'm sorry if this is tacky. I love Jose Trevino. I think he's a great guy. I really tr- – I follow him on Twitter. I think he does a lot of stuff to grow baseball. I really think that he plays like this fucking, like, Tim Federoa role. And, like, I mean, that's just where he is. Maybe if we're not ready to bring Huff up, like, he's a two for a while. Yeah. Um, but then when Huff peaks, like you said, like, early in his career, uh, while he's still young, while he's still able to catch um, – I think Jose is maybe back and forth between, you know, uh, Round Rock and Texas, just kind of filling in where he needs to. Um, I think Jonah has more value. I think, um, like you said, and this is completely barring, like, the one thing where they come in and say, hey, we want Sam Huff for Mattles. I think any other package, uh, Jonah has more value in it. Even if we go after a pitcher – um, if we load up prospects, like I still think we send Jonah. Um, Big like league that. ready, ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it, I. The other thing to me is I don't think Jonah goes in a Matt Olson deal because that's where he came from. Right. They're, they're going to have no desire for that. So, uh, I mean, like you hit on, I think if a catcher goes in the Matt Olson thing, it's Sam Huff because um, Jonah came from the A's. And I, I, I mean, they, they obviously shipped him in the Elvis deal because they didn't have a need for him. Right. Yeah. So catching, um, I mean, something's going to happen before opening day. It just is. Um, but now the next question, Jung Hurt, is he gone? It's not this who's the, on first. Yeah, this is the question. This is the question around it, Rangers baseball. It's not it, – who ain't on first? Who's on third? Yeah. Which – so, apparently, talks is – most likely, it's going to be between Yanni Hernandez and Andy Abanez, which I'm okay with. Um, apparently, that's the two that's going to be the front runners. But – you got Nick Solak, Sheridan Apostle, uh, Davis Wenzel, even Justin Foscue. I mean, spring can bring on a whole lot of ship. A lot of those guys will still start in the minors, but say if they have a big spring, go to Frisco or Round Rock and just keep fucking killing it through April and Yanni or Andy struggling. Hey, Davis, Justin, it, they can be there quick. Um, they have said, we're not going to spend a lot of money 
on a third baseman because Jung is the future. And I get that. So, free agent walls. Options. Um, if you want to do a one-year deal, call up our shortstop's brother. Hey, you want to unretire, even though you retired a month ago, two months ago, for a year? Tom Brady did it. Come play with your brother? Exactly. How cool, which we've – Kyle Seager's played with the Mariners in our division. It's been a pain in our fucking ass for a long time, but he's one of those guys you just respect. You love watching him, but being in our division, you're saying, you son of a bitch. You piss me off every time he comes out. How cool would it be to have two brothers being third and short? Which I did see his wife posted them at Disney World today. Said first day of spring training, dude looked happy as can be. So I don't think he's coming. <laughs> I mean, I, I would still make the phone call, but he looks fucking content. Um, bring that Charlie Culberson, Brock Holt for the year. At least that's a veteran present. Because I mean, with the expansion, we might make the playoffs, but. We're still not, we're still not quite there, where we're really going to compete. So bring back Charlie or Brock, veteran presence, still getting, get all those guys we just talked about that's on the team right now that could be the third baseman. Groom them, help them get ready to be an everyday big leader. Um, two great guys to have in the clubhouse. The one that teases me so much. Tickles the balls a little bit. Why not call Chris Bryant? Because we still have the money to spend. Because what we're hearing is we want to go. Our main focus is right now. And after the lockout was corner outfielders and starting pitching. Cole Calhoun is going to be our right fielder this year. This year. Which Adolis could always move back next year after Bubba Thompson, Steel Walker, Leody Tavares could end up being center. But this year, have one of them in left, a Willie Calhoun, Chris Bryant, play third base. All right, 2023. Josh Jung, hey, here's your third base. Chris Bryant, welcome to left field. It makes too much fucking sense. We got the money to spend right now. We do. It is It is wild. Granted, in fucking 2030, we're going to have a bunch of old guys with a lot of money, and we're probably going to – we might be on the downhill slide. But 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, we're fucking competing. Year in, year out, if we're healthy. But why not? You got to at least call him, talk to him. Hey, third base this year. But the future is you and left. Dude, could you imagine? I mean, just from what would be guaranteed. There's a Marcus Simeon at second, a Corey Seager at short, a Josh Young at third, Chris Bryant in left, an Adolis Garcia in center or in right with – Mitch Garver for a few years, if not Sam Huff, 
Sam either being at first or DHing if Carver's still playing. With our young pitching court coming up, it makes it gives me glorious thoughts. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's wild to think about. I mean, I think it's easy to sell Chris Bryant on. Like you say, you say, hey, you come in, play third this year. We got a guy who's rehabbing. Um, our, our big plan is to put you at left field, name your price. Uh, but also the big thing for me is you sell this guy on the fact that we have the versatility. You say, hey, going forward, you're the left fielder. I want you to know that you're the left fielder. Um, we go on a we go on a ten game road trip, and you're you're fucking beat. You're winded. We got the depth to put someone in left field. UDH. Yeah, no big deal. Like you've done your time. You did your time with the Cubs. Come into this team. Fucking play third base for us this year. Name your price. We want you at left field. We want you to be our everyday left fielder. Two year deal, three year deal, whatever. And during that next year, oh, it's gonna be longer than that. He's signing a big deal. Say next year, hey, we put you in left field, Chris. You play the first fifty-five games in left field. You're fucking tired. Cool. Guess who's played outfield? Adolis Garcia, Willie Calhoun, everybody. You, yeah. UDH, UDH, Thompson, Tavares, yeah, Steel Walker, UDH this series. No big deal. Don't even fucking worry about it, man. I don't. Yeah, I don't uh, – I mean, we're set everywhere else. Like you said, Josh Young is the future. Um, I don't we, – we've talked about it outside of this. I think um, – I don't know that Nick Solak has the arm to play third base. That might be crazy. I don't think he does. Um, and I also don't think Justin Foskey does. I think you, – you, you put it in my brain the other day. I think we sent Foskey in a deal somewhere. I think, we sent him in a, yeah. I think we sent him in a deal somewhere for a pitcher. Um, if not first base, correct. Um, <laughs> and that's fine because that's what we've talked about. That's what this is. This, that's what this is built around. That's and Foskey that has nowhere to go. Right. That was the silver lining in the go the Joey Gallo trade. And once we knew that we were signing Simeon, Justin Foskey and Josh Smith. Once we knew that we were signing Simeon and Corey Seager, both of those guys knew that the possibility of them. Having a career in Arlington was less than five percent. And Ezekiel Duran. Yes. I mean, so, so our our middle infield is stacked. Right. It, it, prospect wise. I mean, those three yes. are all top ten. So odds are all three are gonna end up going somewhere else. And rightfully so. Yep. Would love to see them all play for the Rangers, but they have nowhere to go until they're fucking 30. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's just the nature of the fucking beast. We've said it. You want to play? It's not going to be for us. It, it's just not. We got Marcus Simeon for seven years, uh, Seager for ten, Jung for a fucking probably five or six before he's really free agent, uh, unrestricted. Yeah. So I mean, you have you just don't have a place to go unless just. Knock on yeah. wood, just a Prince Fielder fucking instance happens where yep. you just got to retire because of injury. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we want to see you go play somewhere. I mean, we've watched you in our organization. We cheer for you. We want to see you go succeed somewhere. I mean, granted, it's not beat us in the playoffs or some shit, but we want to see you go play, and it's going to help us. 
like we said, those guys probably aren't going to be around. 2024, they're all gone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, whether it's this year for, like you said, a pitcher or a Matt Olson, because one of them is for damn sure, if not two. Um, if not for a pitcher and Matt Olson, they're all gone this year. But then 23, hey, we, we really go to compete. Trade deadline. We're going to get somebody. So, Davis Wenzel, throw him in there. I mean, our infield is loaded in the farm system. So, pitch that to Chris. Like, hey, we got our infield secured. Um, And Nathaniel Lowe is not a bad first baseman. Granted, I mean, there is improvement, but he's not a bad first baseman. So, we have our infield secured unless we go make like a Matt Olson trade. It's still Nathaniel Lowe, Simeon, Seager, Jung, Ewan Left, Dulles Garcia, Garver, Huff, Platoon in, catching DHN. And then, like I said, you still got your Leody Tavares, Bubba Thompson, Steel Walker, who can all play outfield, ready to go, surely by then. And then we have our pitching setup. We got John Gray for four years. We got Cole Wynn coming up. Dane Dunning, Jack Leiter. Hey, Chris, we're going to be competing quick. You give us two years, 2024, we're going for it. 25, we better fucking be winning. It's a hell of a sales pitch. I mean, granted, he's 1-1. He's a veteran. He may want to go win right now. But he's also young enough. You want that fat-ass contract, that longevity contract, we got the money to do it right now. We're dropping cash like it's nobody's fucking business. Who says no? Go play third base this year. You're going to be a left fielder for us. And we got the fucking talent to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth a phone call. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, the offensive, phone call. the offensive depth will be there. And then, like you said, pitching-wise, I mean, Cole Wynn, Jack Leiter. Um, if he's not moved in a deal, AJ Alexi, Dane Dunning said he wants to stay. I mean, you, John Gray for four years, John Gray. We have, uh, Spencer. I mean, we, it's there. Like you said, 20, 23. Okay. Let's get serious about it. 24. We're competing 25. Why the fuck are we not winning the world series? Exactly. So, um, I think that's a good pitch. And especially for someone like you said, like Chris Bryant, like he's, He's at the peak of his career. Everything that he's looking at now in all reality is down here. Yeah. Score that fat. Like you said, yeah. we have the money to pay. We don't mind paying. We will pay you that fat contract that you want to coast the rest of your career. Come do it. Hey, we give him a Marcus Simeon contract. Yep. Yep. And say if, if we win it between 24, 25, 26, 27, Win it multiple times. 29, if we got a bunch of old guys that were paying fucking $30 million a year, I don't care. And losing, I don't care. It was worth it. We've never fucking won one. It was worth it. I'll tell you the one crazy grown-up caveat to this, and I know um, I really thought that it was going to be a factor in the Kershaw deal. I know it was a factor in the Corey Seager deal. When you're talking about money this big, 
There's no state income tax in Texas. Exactly. That's fucking huge. And he just came from San Francisco. Yeah. I read the thing. I I want to say it was the secret deal. The Dodgers would have had to offer him like another $63 million to offset those taxes. That's insane. That's wild. Like, even when all the bullshit boils off the top, like all the ESPN buster only bullshit, and you're just like, oh, yeah, this team's competing, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, hold on. You're telling me that I can pocket an extra $63 million by not having to pay state income tax? No shit. That's fucking nuts. God. Yeah. Hey, come on, baby. Come on, Tejas. I fucking. We've already had a great offseason. One of the best offseasons we've ever had. Um, and like I said, we're still not done. We're still we're still ready to go. Yeah. Uh, and I still think there's one more big splash waiting, whether it's a trade or whether it's a free agency. There's a big splash still waiting. Um, but moving on a little bit, uh, pitching-wise, we uh, signed Martin Perez. Familiar with him, pitched a long time with us, um, which is great. Uh, one, ground ball fucking getter. Simeon and Seager are going to eat that shit up the middle. Uh, what's nice about him, we just said it, we're really not trying. I mean, you obviously want to go fucking win. We'd love to win the World Series this year. The goal every year, to be honest. I mean, it's what you want to do. But Martin Perez is going to eat a lot of innings for us. We're not going to wear out our young arms, which is greatly beneficial. But then also, we signed Matt Moore to a minor league deal. Um, This is one thing which – there's a lot of people who bitched about that. Like, oh, they, they need a lot more than Matt Moore. That's that's their pitching they're signing. I have never once understood why people bitch about minor league contracts. Because it's a minor league fucking deal. If he doesn't pan out, so be it. We didn't lose shit. Yep. That is low risk, high reward. And I've heard so many people bitch over this. When we signed Bartolo Colon to a minor league deal, Oh, he's old, fat, washed up. That's same stupid waste of money. Same. You know what? We didn't pay him a fucking thing. And he actually pitched his ass off that. I don't get why people bitch about minor league deals. It's a guy, Matt Moore, big league experience, played with us before. We're not paying him shit. Granted, there are incentives, which is because he's a veteran. Hey, you do good enough, we'll pay you more. But if you don't do shit, guess what? You know where you're going, out the door. Low risk, high reward. People bitching about that signing is fucking stupid. But if he eats innings for us this one year, great. That's what we need. So that's what we've done so far. But like we said, we might still not be done. Shouldn't be done. Yeah, man, I even just aside from all that, just to not completely beat up on what you said, that's all great. 
I love the fact that we have a hook in the lineup, man. There's nothing better than having a fucking hook in the lineup. It just oh yeah. It, there there is nothing that fucks up a manager more than having to figure out how they're gonna fucking set their lineup against a left-handed pitcher. Oh yeah. Every fucking slider that tails away from the most powerful left-handed hitters in the game. I I don't you can come at me with whatever. Oh, Martin Perez has some fucking 4.19 career ERA. I don't care. There's no one that gets into hitters' heads more than a pitcher that throws left-handed. I don't care. And like you said, he's going to eat up innings. And for I I don't know the legitimacy on it, but for what we paid for him, it's a fucking A1 deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a minor league deal, so I mean – Yep. It's got to be close to league minimum, but because he is a veteran, spent time in the big leagues, there's probably incentives. Hey, you pitch this many innings, you pitch this many games, this yep. many strikeouts, this many wins. Shit, we, we'll start talking millions. But if it's yep. bad, there's the door. But so we'll, we'll stay pitching real quick. We'll see. Uh, like we said, we're still looking outfield pitching. Um, still available. Zach Grinky would be cool. That's a great veteran to bring in. Um, uh, Tyler Anderson, Michael Pineda, Danny Duffy, Johnny Cueto, Zach Davies, yeah, Matt. I'd Boyd. love some Johnny Cueto. Hey, I'd fuck with Johnny Cueto. Yeah, I would fuck with bringing him in. Chris Archer. I mean. The dude's down in the dumps. We give that motherfucker a minor league deal. Give him a million dollars. Why not? Oh, that's a steal. That's why a steal. not. Give him a small fucking. Give give him a one year fucking four million dollar deal. Low risk, high reward, with a club option for next year. Why not? I mean, there's still guys out there especially with the fucking possibilities. I mean, but go get a veteran presence, especially like we said, we got the young guys getting ready to come up. Let, let one of those guys that's been a veteran for a long time. Yep. Teach Jack Leiter, Cole Wynn, Dane Dunning, what it's like to grind every day, what it's like to be in the playoffs, what it's like to be in the main stage. So I fucking love that. Um, still talking uh, corner outfielders. Um, there's a lot of them still available. And like we said, we're still not going to really try to win it this year. Be cool if it happens. But, I mean, Kyle Schwarber, Tommy Fan, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, Jock Peterson. <laughs> Fucking dude. Nick Castellanos, Jorge Soler, who we've been in talks with, Dexter Fowler. I mean, any of those would be cool, especially for this year. I mean, Jorge Soler, they said he's going to get a multi-year deal, just one World Series MVP. That's cool. But, I mean, bring in a McCutcheon, one of those guys, for a year or two deal. Play corner outfit. That's a great veteran you want 
great clubhouse guy. They can still at least play, still pull a little bit of weight. Granted, not MVP anymore, but would be great to have around. So would be nice to land one of them, especially if we don't try to go the Chris Bryant route. Yeah, that's wild to think about that that all of those options are still out there in the fridge. Still out there. Oh, <laughs> shit. Is. And that's that's our availability. That's what yeah. we're looking at. Yeah. Let alone your fucking Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman shit going on. Uh, yeah, we're not done. No way in hell. But I think that wraps up everything I have on the Rangers. Man, baseball's back, dude. Thank God. Baseball is back. (laughs) Uh, If you guys have those long drives from fucking southern Texas to northern Maine. (laughs) We got you today. This is the podcast for you because baseball is back, boys. Man, it's only going to go from here. I mean, fuck, we're not even talking about games yet. Yeah. And we we haven't even talked minor league games either. Nope. Uh, well, shit. Yeah, I think I'm done on that, at least for now. I mean, we could definitely keep going, but my Texas Heat is Mr. Jerry Jones. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, we just paid off cheerleaders fucking less than a month ago because um, we got some dipshit taking pictures, which, remember, he spent over 30 years with us. We made a big deal about Maryland. Jerry made a statement and everything. This son of a bitch, we didn't find nothing, but we didn't say a fucking word for a guy that spent over three decades with us. Yeah, fuck you, you piece of shit. Richard or whatever, Daryl Wimple. Daryl Daryl Wimple. Bitch ass. Um, but yeah, we got the cheerleader settlement. We got the fucking random daughter lawsuit. No clue what the fuck we're doing with our lineup or our fucking roster. Um, we got a shit show uh, at Jerry's World right now. So Jerry Jones is filling my fucking Texas heat. Got to have a big draft because we're not going to be able to do shit for agency because we're broke bitches, which is crazy because we're rich as fuck. Um, yeah, Jerry's filling the fucking heat. He probably does. He probably can't feel it, but doesn't even know it's there. He's standing in the fire. Can't even tell, but that's my fucking Texas heat. Yeah. Uh, sticking to or uh, football, actually. Mine's Zeke. <laughs> yeah. You're making the money. <laughs> We're moving money around like crazy. Holy shit. Dude, we're moving money left and right to cover your contract. Last year was a terrible year. Um, long story short, like you got to perform this year, dude. I'm yeah. not. I like something. Something's got to happen. Um, the good thing for us is this gets us off the hook for the big part of the guaranteed. I think dead cap this year. He's like thirty point one million next year. It drops to eleven. He's got to have a fucking Pro Bowl year this year. Um, Has to. Like we talked about, we fucking – we in the sum of all things, we fucking punted Amari Cooper. Uh, we've restructured multiple contracts. 
because two years ago we had the whole Zeke going down to Mexico. He's holding out. He's doing his training camp. I got to have this huge contract. We end up signing him to a fucking mega deal, $90 million contract. Bro, you got to perform. So, <laughs> yeah. Max. I like it. You're the one making the fucking money. Yeah, something's got to happen. I mean, literally the entire fucking football world, football Twitter is telling everyone that Tony Pollard is RB1. So, yeah. it, the fucking, all the fucking smoke is on you, Zeke. It's time for you to perform. Yeah, you better fucking, you better be in MVP talks. Yeah. You better go play your ass off. Uh, yeah, I fucking like it. Football, football is feeling that fucking heat right now. Um, my lone star. I'm going Joe Pavelski. Uh, three points this week. Got the extension. Um, love keeping him around. I mean, if if you're a Stars fan, you love Joe Paul, not Paterno. Joe. Paul. Yeah, we do that every fucking time. As soon as I said, I was like, "Fuck, that's not the first time we've done that's that." That's exactly <laughs> what I thought like two weeks ago. I was like, "Joe Paul." I was like, ah, fuck, never mind. Pass. We love Pass. Pass. If you're a Stars fan, you fucking love him. Uh, got three points this week, but got the. I mean, it's just a year, but got the extension. So, I mean, he's not worried about free agency. He's going to be with us next year. Like we said earlier, loves Dallas. Family loves Dallas. Loves being there. Loves the organization. So, been a great fucking player for us. So, Joe Pavelski, my lone star this week. Congratulations on the contract. Yeah, damn, that's a good one. Um, I went Michael Gallup for the same reason. Man, he finally – we fucking we we talked about it in the last couple episodes. Um, on the second with the fucking Cardinals, he had the shitty ACL injury. But I mean, aside from that, he's been a solid wide receiver three for us. Um, he's going to be a two now, obviously since since we lost fucking Amari Cooper. He got yeah. his contract. I mean, he's looking at what close to I don't know. My math is fucked up. He's looking at close to like twelve million a year. Yeah. Over five years, like um thousand yard receiver it, a few years ago. Yeah, well deserved. So in a yeah. in a fucking crazy week, I mean we talked a lot of transactions, we talked a lot of bad shit with the Cowboys. Um I think that's the I, I really think Mavs and Stars was just real kind of middle of the road. Um Rangers wild water. them being in this in season. Yeah. Yeah, Rangers was real. I mean, mostly for us, it's kind of what, like, you and I have been ramping up for is, like, transactional talks and shit like that. Um, not not really, like, anyone performing great, just transitional stuff so or transactional stuff. So, I mean, Michael Gallup, man, we, we talked about him going out to get his bag over 10 mil a year. Um, he earned it. We'll see a lot coming up in this next season, how he recovers off that injury and stuff, so – that's where I'm at. Yeah. Hopefully it pans out. I mean, I like it. Uh, obviously, they say that he should be ready for season opener, should be ready to go. I mean, we've seen what he can do. So, shouldn't be no problem, especially losing Gallup. Uh, fuck, man. Good one tonight. Dude, it's a barn burner. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I got anything left. I mean, we could talk all night, but. 
stay tuned, stay following us because especially, ba- I mean, yeah, dude, fucking we baseball's got- back, folks. Baseball is back. Baseball's back. We got the chaos. Still, so many transactions going on. The Rangers aren't done. Cowboys shit show. Fucking cap. It's gonna keep happening. Don't know what we're doing there. Uh, and then we still got Mavs stars middle of season making pushes. So stay with us. Yeah. Keep following. Yeah, the Mavs are in the middle of the fucking playoff run. Stars are on the playoff bubble. We got we 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 literally have fucking baseball transactions by the hour. I mean, if if you're not on board with the, with the fucking Nortex game right now, like this is this is the time. Follow, subscribe, like. Um, I mean, we got merch coming out. We got interviews. We've we've got stuff cooking, man. So, oh yeah, this is we've, it's we've getting said, good. Yeah, Fuck. we've said it time and time again. We're just we're just out here talking about the sports that we love, and uh, that I mean, that's turning into some stuff. So, what, uh, what's our, our longest episode? What it maybe an hour twenty? Yeah, I think we're pushing two forty right now. Yeah, we we just doubled our longest episode that we've had. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, yep. shit's getting good. Shit is getting good. Baseball is back, man. We love you guys. Like, follow. The fucking Jackals lost again. We we haven't figured that out. They're fucking terrible. Um, that's just fuck. Permanent hot seat still. <laughs> yeah. They're still our boys. That's still our rugby team, but. Yeah, yeah. Permanent we, hot we, seat. We still hate every other rugby team besides the Jackals, but fuck. They lost to New Orleans yesterday. Um, I mean, we got to go give a pep talk. It's heating up. It's what Nortex is about. We're if you guys aren't on board yet, hop on board. Follow notifications. Check out the YouTube. We're trying to put more stuff out. I mean, we're putting more time into this. You guys oh, yeah. keep cooking with keep cooking with us, man. It, hey, it's coming along. Give us questions. Give us recommendations, like we say every fucking week. Let us know what you want more of. Let us know what you want less of. But, hey, we're, we love talking sports. That's what we fucking do. That's why we started this. But we want to make it more interesting for you, what you want to know, what you want to hear. Keep shooting it. Oh, show. Shit. Well, we will see y'all next week. Hope y'all enjoy this. Adios.